You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and once again, we're joined by Mel, aka Melarina. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Saturday. Weird. <laughs> and we are also joined by our Season of, of Mastery on-site correspondent, Duranosaur. How you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. Glad to be here. Glad to be corresponding. Glad you're here, too. And joining us again. It's been a while since he's been on the show, but welcome Willie to the show. Hello again. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Willie's uh, had quite the banger of a day. He uh, just a few hours ago did the uh, the 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 Dalaran Sewers podcast with Rugs and Scotty J. And now he's doing Mm -hmm. Another podcast. This man is yeah. a machine. <laughs> really getting around here, huh? Been cheating on <laughs> us. Guess just a... Exactly. Guess who doesn't know how to say no? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like when I asked you, you were like, "Oh, I said I would go on the other podcast." So I was just like about to ask, "Okay, well, uh, you want to try for maybe next week?" And you're like, "Can we just do it an hour later?" I was like, "Oh, okay." Let's do yeah. it. I was, I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's your show. I can, uh, an hour's fine. You know, I'll manage. Uh, well, we definitely appreciate it. So uh, the show today, we're going to, we got one new review. We'll let Mel read that here in a second. Uh, I also want to remind everybody, we stream live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash blazingbob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N-B-O-B. Come join us live for the crazy shenanigans. Uh, as, as far as the show goes, we'll talk about what we've been doing l- lately, uh, get everybody's kind of raid progress in Sunwell, and Duranosaur can talk about Season of Mastery and AQ. Then we got news. We got an interview with Brian Birmingham. We got a breakdown, and then a couple other small pieces of, of uh, news, and then... Uh, we'll probably that'll end the live show, but I'll be putting on a pre-recorded uh, interview with Rugs at the end. So it's going to be a crazy good sh- good show. So strap in and uh, Mel, we had a review. We did. It's from Domain, and it's on iTunes. He said, "Great people equals great podcasts." The only problem with Warcraft Reloaded is that it only comes once a week. The content of the show covers everything you'd expect a classic WoW podcast to cover, including a lot of personal experiences that the hosts and guests are having in the game. Now, in some cases, this kind of anecdotal content can be a turnoff, but trust me, you'll fall immediately in love with Bob and Mel, and even Yip. Smiley face. (laughs) And if you're like me, you'll start to feel like they're four buddies from, like they're your buddies from way back. And that's ultimately what makes this show great. The hosts are just good people, and they bring on other good people as guests. 
It's a simple formula that really works. Can't wait to continue my journey through Classic Wrath with my favorite pod. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's the best compliment because that's what the show really... It's what I always love in podcasts is when I feel like I'm in the room with them. And so to get that compliment really means a lot. Thank you. And we do have pretty good guests. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was, that was a nice message. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I'm telling you, the podcast, like, like it's two different demographics. Podcast listeners that listen on audio and then YouTube watchers and listeners and Podcast people are really nice. YouTube people, <laughs> it's, it's not as, yeah. you know, you know, forgiving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Well, what's everybody been doing in WoW lately? Uh, who wants to go first? Other than Sunwell. <laughs> it involves Sunwell. I can, I can start. Okay. Uh, so, surprisingly, with the Sunwell being out, I've been doing the Sunwell. Um, been working what? towards getting everything unlocked on the aisle. Also, I feel like our server's kind of behind. We just got the badge vendor open yesterday, and we don't have the gems yet. Oh. I don't know if anyone's got the gems uh, open on uh, the aisle yet, but no. it really started to slow down. Like I thought we'd have everything open in a few days, but it's been a, yeah. gone on a little bit. It's been weird. Uh, than, like yeah, it, sorry, it, Oh, yeah, I was just going to like just interject there. It feels like only the new dailies that release are working towards the un the, the unlocking yeah because yeah, like that, that's how it works yeah okay because yeah i've been doing all of them on like two or three <laughs> yeah. three characters and yeah. it's just like it went we got it the first one opened the like i think it was like by that night or something like that yeah same day yeah it's like the first set you need to complete cumulatively after server like i don't know 200 the second set's like a thousand the third set's something ridiculous like four thousand yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't have the numbers, but you know, it takes a lot more. Um, other than that, Sunwell, uh, obviously raiding that um, on the Ret Paladin. Uh, so far, we got Muru down, which is very nice. Uh, we got our second kill yesterday, uh, where we managed to get him down in about eight attempts, which was really good. And mm -hmm. uh, currently working on KJ. So uh, hopefully he goes down, and I can loot the sword. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, there you go. Definitely, uh, other than that, been doing some dailies for gold, and how, yeah, that's pretty much it in the in the wild world for me. How is your uh, how has your progression in Sunwell gone? Uh, it's pretty good. The guild generally prepares for stuff really well. Um, got good people organizing stuff. Good roster. Uh, there's one raid group though, so people are swapping <coughs> in and out depending on the fights, and you know, so everyone can try and see encounters. Uh, I think first night we got up to twins. Uh, second night got twins, and then spent on Muru. I think the following um, the following night they got Muru down, and then we've just been uh, working on Kill Jane since. Dude, I have heard even really good guilds have like took like twenty some wipes on on Muru. Like, yeah, I heard it's tough. He's well, the most difficult boss by a very large margin. <laughs> I would I would venture to say because I it's it's a weird skewing of the guilds that have full cleared since like it was actually released on live servers. If you if you actually force them to do all their progression on live servers, like with everybody else that's now finally like getting into Sunwell and you took away that PTR experience, all of those top guilds spent 
their first like 10 hours of Sunwell progressing through the bosses and like trying to just like kill bosses like twins and Muru and KJ. The difference was that because they were able to spend like 15, 20 hours on the PTR when it actually came out, they looked really, really good. But that's where a lot of like, I guess like second tier, like more normal guilds are going to be in the next coming weeks, right? Like after they've been able to apply those hours, they're going to look pretty close to, I think some of those top guilds. Yeah. It's something we always forget when, you know, like if you're not doing the PTR, you're not going to be even close to the others, you know, like it's, that's just like the way it is. And yeah, I still wish that they just wouldn't have the PTR up or at least like, you know, let the bosses come out buggy. I'm cool with it. Like, I just want to see something interesting. And, you know, like, I do love seeing the, like, intricate plans they've come up for speed. Like, I thought the SSC engineering jump was, like, one of the coolest things I had ever seen on a, you know, launch of a uh, new raid. But it's just, like, I still would just like to see a little bit more progression and we'd get that if we didn't have you know the ptr yeah because i feel like i don't know because a lot of guilds didn't stream their ptr experience but i would venture to say that if you had like you said if they had released sunwell without any ptr available that even those top guilds it would have been like it would have been like a day like a full day before they were actually able to kill kj like most of them were going in and they were like wiping on you know even off the get-go on um Kelsigos and then on brutalis for hours and things like that and like it's unfortunate that when the official race finally like happened that it was just whether or not you were able to devote a bunch of time to the ptr that's what determined i think like at least like the top 10 placings or whatever it was yeah yeah it's PTR and testing skips basically yeah it's- how much but, trash could you do? So, so World first was under an hour, which is unreal. I think top yeah, three were under yeah. an hour, yeah. uh, which is incredible pace, really. Out, out of this world. But I just think, I, and it's a bummer that so many guilds don't allow any of their people to stream the PTR, because I'd just love to hear how they, the top guys and, and gals work out like those problems. You know, I'd love to see how they do it. You know, like... Like in, yeah. and once you, you when you see a day one, you see the the actual product finished instead of getting to see it get built, you know. So, yeah. But I get it. Like they are trying to compete and they want to keep you know their secrets safe. So you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I think there's a whole discussion around the guilds that speed run. Not they're not making the most of it. Put it like that. Um, and trying to make it. So the thing is, the guilds on retail. Um, who you know compete for race to world first they have like three events a year and they can stream outside of that and they've got enough sponsors and they're big orgs and they can make it a thing i think the guilds in classic are really missing the mark by sort of holding everything back they need to make it as community focused as they possibly can but i don't think they will i think they're just gonna carry on as they are at the moment yeah yeah which is a bit of a missed opportunity but this is what it is yeah i just i don't know i feel yeah I feel like the, the the race could be a lot more exciting going forward if they just stopped doing that. You know, let us test the first boss or, you know, just make sure the is stable or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, whatever. Um, Duranosaur, what else? Uh, 
take us through what you've been doing because you've been doing a ton on both TBC and Season of of Mastery. Yeah, Season of Mastery has been kind of just raid logging for the most part right now because AQ40 is still not out yet. The war effort did start um, not quite a month ago, I think around three weeks ago. And from what I can tell, no servers have unlocked AQ40 yet. Um, And part of the problem, and I think we'll get into this later, is that the auto completion aspect that they sort of like introduced right at the get go of the war effort has not actually been working. So guilds and yeah, guilds that were sort of uh, they were going to like kind of play the system and and like let some of the auto completion go and then like finish off the resources like they're now realizing like it wasn't working. So we can't finish it when we thought we could Um, my guild included. So until then, most guilds, I think are just doing kind of what ours is doing, which is just farming. Blackwing Lair, Molten Core, ZGs and stuff, um, and just prepping for AQ40, which is, I think, going to be a ton of fun. I'm really excited for it. We got to PTR the different hard modes, and even with that, uh, there was no PTRing of C'Thun, and they announced that we're going to get pre-nerf C'Thun, so that's all going to be a ton of fun, and we can, I mean, we can chat more about that later, but for now, it's, yeah, it's just sort of raid logging farming war effort mats and and doing that stuff in som and then yeah tbc sunwell progression has been the big thing uh we the first raid reset we did finish sunwell we had to add an extra raid night and i think we did the math and it took us like 12 or 13 hours of actually like raiding to full clear and then we went in on thursday night and we full cleared in three and a half hours so that's why i'm like in my mind it's like oh give it a couple weeks and a lot of guilds are going to be full clearing pretty quickly because like that was a big jump and i think that a lot of guilds are going to see that moving forward well you're yeah you're killing it um so you you said something i don't seem to have found that piece of news about the uh Automated war effort turn-ins not working. I mean, if you want, you can just hit on the season of mastery stuff now. Yeah. Like, um, I think there's I can look through and see if I can find the Wowhead, because I think Wowhead did post something about it. Uh, but essentially there were it was it wasn't like all the war effort was was broken. It's specific items, which makes it uh almost worse in a sense, because instead of it um instead of it being like everything's slow or there weren't as many materials added as we thought there were, it's like, Oh, there's zero linen bandages turned in right now. (laughs) Um, Which if anyone remembers the original war effort from classic, like that's a massive, massive amount of materials that needs to get turned in. So it's things like that. And blizzard did say that they were planning on like fixing it and like applying the correct amount of materials that should have been there. But they don't seem to be as worried about it as we are. So it could be a few days because our guild was hoping to go in as early as uh, Tuesday, which for EU players, like that would be the last day of the raid reset. So we were hoping to be able to go into AQ40, like this current raid reset that we're in now. And with this buggy thing, it seems like, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get in next raid reset. Um, and I think that that's, that's sort of happening to everyone that's still playing in SOM right now, they're all just, I think everyone sort of thought we would be in there by now. Like, 
and then this happened and everyone's sort of just like well we what do we do like can we with the players that are available on som can we actually finish the war effort or do we need to just wait for blizzard to fix it and i think most people are waiting for blizzard to fix it because we weren't we assumed we would have the automatic materials and i think a lot of people are playing sunwell I think that the vast yeah. majority of SOM players are also playing TBC. And when Sunwell came out, it meant like war effort material farming was just not going to happen. So the autocomplete just sounded so good. It's like, oh, well, if we don't do anything, like we'll basically have it in like three or four weeks anyway. And now it's not happening. And people are like, oh, well, what? Like, I guess we just sit and wait. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah, a lot of materials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember. When it happened in our original classic, I remember going and I was doing copper turn-ins and I was just going through Elwood Forest and seeing just like like level 60s all over the place skidding like for the the light leather and everything else. I mean, it was hilarious how packed all the farm the farm spots were with like you know, the level of characters you would never see in those zones. Mhm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's like, uh, do you have anybody, what's the word on how many people on your server that are geared up to get the mount and ring the gong? Um, our guild, I don't know about our server, but our guild, I believe, has at least two. We completed it, man, the first person in our guild finished the entire quest chain and I want to say like four days. Um, like, the basically, we delayed killing Broodlord until uh like the patch hit we basically like we went in we killed Razorgore and Vale, and then we waited until midnight european time for when the war effort patch started and then we killed broodlord and then that night that person like went out and started farming bugs and then like over the weekend we like helped them do all the different even though we were like this is going to take a month right we're not opening the gates anytime soon they were just like let's go let's get it done um <laughs> yes we are yeah so well, don't you we need got two lockouts of BWL also throughout that that journey. Um, I yes, I think you do. Um, so we yeah, so we have one person that's fully done, and I think we have two more people that are working on it. Um, and I think that there's probably a decent number of at least like individual players from other guilds that are doing it. I don't know. With classic, it was crazy, right? Like oh, yeah. back in 2020, like I remember on our server there was. It was like there were some guilds that were like, we're going to have six people. We're going to we're going to have six people complete this thing. And I don't think that there is many. There aren't as many people playing SOM, but I also think that there are fewer people that see it as the accomplishment that it is. is, Yeah. Well, I mean, we had people we had a guy come in to two of our raids and just paid to come in specifically on that first boss. And then the next week came in on. uh was it Neff he had to do? On, yeah, you have to kill Neff at some point. Yeah, yeah, and like there was something where like we couldn't loot because they were scared that it would loot to us or something like that. Like so, like yeah, we, like there were guilds like us that sold their lockouts just so people from other guilds could get war. Yeah, and I think that that yeah, I think that happened a lot because of the how fast so many servers completed the war effort. Um. If you if you remember servers like uh, like Scarum and I think it might have been also Feralina too, like they they basically pre farmed everything and they finished the war effort in like a day and a half, and that meant that they had like 
they kind of had like one and a half raid resets to get everything done for a bunch of people and you can only have so many people loot broodlord heads and and things like that yeah so you had to run like either run a bunch of raid groups in your own guild or do what what you were talking about and pay for people to carry your players in their runs so uh so there's a question in chat but it's from a user named viscount i want to give you a little history on 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 viscount here viscount used to be in my guild but he is he is famous. He's one of two people that were in my guild that were mentioned in their help in Pint's uh, video where he took down his old guild. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Viscount <laughs> and then Bradshaw was a, another one. And fun, and fun fact ab- ab- about Bradshaw is he's the one that did my Hank Hill uh, discussion uh, 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 bumper. So yeah, oh very cool. If you'd like to field the question from from Viscount, yeah. uh, go right ahead. Yeah. You might read the question out too. Yeah, absolutely. So Viscount asked me, "What would I like to see in SOM two? So in the next season of Vanilla WoW content?" Uh, it's a good question because there's so many things I feel like they could try, and you guys are definitely welcome to chime in if you guys have any thoughts. Um, but I could see them trying out a couple major things. Um, number one would be like a season of PvP where they maybe try to revamp the whole like vanilla WoW PvP system and change it to like rated BGs being the metric by which you I get PvP gear. Rated B- I want rated BGs now, dang it. Yeah, so maybe doing something like that, maybe adding arenas to Vanilla WoW and having just maybe like keeping the base game very similar to you know what it was in 2019 but adding those things and having it be like a season of uh pvp season of uh someone someone uh lesmos has like a he's got like this whole thing written out he's super stoked on a potential season of pvp so i think that's one way they could go i know that a lot of people have talked about like a season of balance where they they kind of maybe they take things from like tbc uh like class specific changes that they made for classes going into TBC and they apply those in vanilla from the start. And I hope that if they do that, they, they keep it very minimal and they just, instead of like trying to like tweak a bunch of little things about classes, just sort of like add like the paladin taunt. Right. And then, you know, take just like very small details that are like, there's a reason why certain classes and specs don't work as well, like in rating and stuff, but there are potential ways for them to like make them just good enough that guilds would be, would have a reason to bring them. Right. And it's things like providing more raid buffs or providing like group buffs and things like that. So, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like taking away the, debuff limits and buff limits and uh i've heard people just say hey just like see what it's like you know with just uh level 70 talent trees and just let it go like i i just wish that pre-patch had been longer so i could have played more with that like i never got to raid nax with all the new talents i would have loved to see the shift in power of the dps charts like it would have been neat i assume you want world buffs back though right uh i'm personally yes uh and that's like that's another idea for like a season uh focus right is that a season of speed type of thing um where it i think that if they do that there's a couple things one i think that 
when people talk about adding world buffs into vanilla wow um i think for a lot of people it immediately elicits a negative like gut reaction and i think that part of it is that people remember world buffs being what they were through like the first five phases of the game and they kind of forget about how much easier it got once they introduced the chrono boon um and yeah. so I, I think yeah. that's a big thing that makes it a lot easier. Um, I think they could do similar to what they did on Chinese servers, which is just like world buffs just go out like. Like every couple hours, you know, an Oni buff goes out or whatever, or a ZG buff goes out. And that way it doesn't turn into this sort of like toxic uh, atmosphere from like you know who's got a head to drop you know, and how much is how much are they going to try to like scam the entire server to like drop it <laughs> and are they going to drop it when they say they're going to drop like there's that whole part and of it are we going to have the, griefers that are going to kill the reset yeah. the, the, yeah, the resetter mind control and they kill them <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah. they could do a lot of things to alleviate the world buff tensions and then i personally would love like a season of speed where it's you know it Maybe maybe they Blizzard does something where they support like speedrun competitions of some kind. Um that would be cool. So there's that. And then I uh I see I think uh Fiscout in chat also saying like adding new content. And I think that that's another area that is that a lot of people I think would be really interested in is, you know, coming up with just new things in that baseline vanilla game. So raids and, and dungeons and even areas of the world that can come out either after Nax or maybe along the way. I think that's a very cool idea. I, I threw out on Twitter a while ago whether or not, and I just asked, like, would you be interested in heroics in vanilla WoW? And like, and you can imagine like the number of low level dungeons that could be turned into a heroic, like level 60 version of that dungeon that that alone creates content, even out of things that already exist They're already there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, do you have I any thoughts? They took Willie? the tier 0.5 quest lines and I don't know, gave you alternate tier sets. Mm -hmm. Those quest lines you could do or something. Yeah, I think that I think yeah, you set a prot or or arms or fury, and like it's specific. Yeah, set bonuses for each one. But I don't know, do tier tokens or you know do sets for each classes. Look at stuff that didn't work, like uh, I don't know enhancement shamans. Not not in the best spot in class. <laughs> what if what if two handed enhancement was a legitimate DPS spec that was pretty good? You know, yeah, but you'd have like to be that. a horde, so you know, <laughs> why would we do that? Oh yeah, true. I yeah, did, that didn't even cross my right. mind. I, I so often forget, you know, that like, you that know, Willie's a dirty horde. Well, no, the, no, <laughs> Willie's a liar. <laughs> no, I mean, you could say the same for Rep Paladin. You know, the the Rep Paladin enhancement shaman, big two hander, hit very fast. You know, that'll make him viable. Yeah. And I think that even taking some of the things from like, because like one of the reasons you bring a rep paladin in in TBC, in addition to them providing a pally buff, is like the the group buff, the party buff, right? And it's just like little things like that. I think could incentivize guilds to bring, you know, rep paladins, enhancement shamans, and things like that. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, we brought a rep paladin for different times throughout <laughs> uh, throughout classic, just because like you. I mean, you could like you wouldn't do it on a speed run, but I mean, a you know, casual, semi-casual, 
semi-hardcore guild would be fine running a ret, you know? With yeah. Really, what, two of them. Happily but. swing their weapon, you know, have a good time. <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting, because, like, uh, Season of Mastery, I think, was supposed to be with the, like, unlocking of debuff slots and stuff. I think that a lot of people thought, oh, this is going to make a lot more specs and stuff viable. But with them like removing with them removing world buffs and buffing bosses, I think that most guilds in Season Mastery are actually more incentivized to lean into the meta and not bring like the uh, the off specs and stuff like that. So it's in a weird way, Season Mastery kind of is less friendly towards all these oh, off specs and things than than even Classic was when it came out. Interesting. Oh, any other thoughts on Season of Mastery, what you would do for the next one, Willie, before I move on to what I've been doing? Um, yeah, pretty pretty much what we're talking about. I was um I was more interested to hear, hear how it went at the moment, actually, because I feel like uh I, I I didn't really have the time to commit raiding on it, but I'll, I'll be interested to hear how AQ forty goes and whether they change anything for next as well. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I honestly thought AQ was out. Like I was like kind of scheduled Duranus or thinking that they went in this week because it was like the the third week. I just figured the automation would have opened it by then. Yeah, sorry. So, so I, did Duranus or what you know? <laughs> we wanted it to be. 80,000 copper or yourself. That's outrageous. Yeah, what have yeah. you been doing, Duranus? Or just slacking off over there? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know. It's all my fault. Mine it. Just mine it. Doing GDKPs. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Was that uh, <laughs> that one you did right before coming on the pod? Was that North I heard in the chat? I don't. There was someone named North in the raid, but I don't think that was North the Mage. Okay. I was just curious. It could have been. He plays on Fairlina. Yeah, he does but, play uh, on Fairlina. I swore I heard his voice, but could be crazy. Uh, for me, what have I been Very doing awesome. this week? I've been doing a lot of PvP. Um, I finally got my two characters. I banked everything so I could start season four, like, you know, with all the gear from the last season. So I'm pretty much Biss at the moment, which I've never got to start a season like that. So, uh, so I've been doing a bunch of that and been having a good time. But boy, we told you about them changing the are the arena points that you get weekly a couple episodes ago and it did it was supposed to work at the very last points you got for season three but it didn't but boy it worked this week man like it's so i got one team to 1325 and i got 1138 ar, ar, arena points my calc my calculator said i was supposed to get like five 30 or something like that so it was over yeah. double like it was just nuts yeah yeah so that was really cool and yeah i'd encourage everybody like if you need something like or just like get 10 games in because like they've basically made it so it, you'll see a bigger upgraded points the lower you are so they're trying oh, okay. to like they're trying to make it like it's what I asked for from the very beginning. Like incentivize bad people to keep playing. Well, yeah, and like the rich get <laughs> get points, get richer. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like they get so many more points, like in the eighteen two k range, comparatively by week three or four of the season, 
they're geared with the new gear and your poor other guys have gotten one piece, you know, and it's supposed to be skill. Like, I understand you want to work for your gill, your gear, but it's supposed to be skill. So, you know, and I know there's people that can do it naked and do it well, but but most of us aren't those people. Like, you know, so, yeah, it's fun to I get am. Gear. That's why I don't play. I don't like to embarrass people, you know. <laughs> I'm just so good. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's all. It's not that funny, Duranosaur. How do you know? Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been doing this week. I haven't really done any PVE. Unfortunately, I didn't get to raid this last week, but Mel did. Uh, Mel got to raid. Uh, so you want to tell Mel us did. how Varg raid went? Oh sure. Um, so I was actually late the Tuesday one. My dad's in city council, and he had his re like campaign event to get reelected yeah i uh, i almost got a a a ticket like speeding her home i was i was going 15 miles over the entire way i was like i'm trying well, if you got that if you got that city council hookup you're all good though right yeah. <laughs> now yeah, once we I get back into kansas though you know like when we cross the border it gets a little uh, but yeah i had to iffy. just drop her off because i still had to stop at the store so I just sped her home, dropped her off, and then ran to the store. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was wild. Yeah. So I got in. Um, they did Calgos. They were just about to start on Calgos when I got here, but they had an- another healer that was filling in, so they let that go. They did really well. They, according to the logs, they only wiped twice, and they were both like in the ninety percent, right? And then yeah, they downed him on the third try. So that was good. Then that was the only boss we had killed because we got stuck on Brutalis the previous week. And so, but we felt really good about Brutalis when we left the previous week and we were like, okay, we're going to get Brutalis down for sure. Well, we had got him to 1%. So it was obvious that it was going to be next week. Yeah. So we did get Brutalis down. We only wiped twice on that. The first attempt was like 98% down. So that was was great. Also, like, damn it. Um, yeah. But we got him down on the third attempt. It went really well. It went a lot smoother. We didn't lose a lot of people. We were losing people to the burn. Like, every single time somebody got it, they were just inevitably dead. Uh <laughs> And this time, I think there was only two deaths in the entire fight that we did. Um, and we were able to battle res them, I'm pretty sure. But it went really well. And we felt really good about that. Then we went to Felmist. <laughs> yep. And that one, yeah, we were not doing great. We wiped about eight times. Um, and a lot of them were like 10%. 15% like yeah. killed, right? Like we were making much progress. Um, yeah, but eight this, times is not much. Like if you yeah. downed about yeah. the nine, that's just, pretty dang it good. Felt it, felt like, yeah. it felt like we yeah. weren't making much progress because the first six attempts, I don't think we got over 25% damage in. But after that, we started to progress. And I think it kind of clicked with everybody where their roles and responsibilities were. And we did down Felmist on the ninth attempt oh there you go yeah so um so that was great so that was tuesday and then thursday we went to do eldor twins 
which was so fun. Um, and I yeah, think there was I, a lot yeah. of learning curves there, right? I think people accidentally took threat a lot of times or people's line of sight was off a little bit. So this is the one where, like, I think as a healer, we stood up on the platform, right? And yeah, and so the melee and everybody else, like, it was hard for us to get them in our line of sight at times. Um, I did at one point uh, just walk off the ledge when we were trying to reset up for the next poll. That was was a great moment for me. Oh, you ninja pulled? Yeah, yeah, I did. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so we wiped about 14 times. Then we killed them. So, oh, there you go. Yes, so we did get the twins down. So we were very excited about that. At that point, we had, I think, 10 15 minutes left in our at our raid time and so we said okay well let's just clear the trash to miru and just get a you know an attempt on him we knew we weren't gonna down him but we thought it'd be better for next week if we had at least seen some of what that looked like so we went and we got an attempt on um we lasted about a minute but you know we got to see some of the mechanics and some of the things so i think that will go well so yeah i saw i saw def camp wipe on muru so many times but it was kind of frustrating for them because they only had six healers that night so they were actually able to get uh. twins down with six but then like you know there was a bunch of different like thoughts in their raid and everything else but like he really felt that like the seventh healer was like pretty necessary for at least their raid composition i mean six isn't a lot for anyone well in, in general yeah yeah that is not a lot for a, like progression players yeah we've been seven healing the whole time i'm surprised you did twins with six no we didn't no we didn't def camp did oh right uh, def camp and, and oh yeah uh, just in general, like, twins with six because healing on twins is crazy it is indeed <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of damage everything in there does a lot of damage uh-huh. yeah that's awesome that you guys got uh you made that much progression because like that's yeah. that's pretty that's a lot that's a lot to make up for once if you guys were only able to get one boss down the previous week yeah it was a lot of wiping poll count as well to be honest yeah yeah no that's the other thing yeah lots of guilds are taking way more polls on felmist and twins their first time there yeah i i honestly think varg would often be like right up there with the like the quicker guilds if we if we rated four hours two nights a week instead of three hours yeah. i mean mm, yeah that extra hour i think throughout the entirety of tbc we would have been above the curve and even in classic wow too and that's what a lot of guilds do is four hours two nights a week however i do feel like our guild's attention span at about three hours is kind of our max like we're giving it our all, right? Like, well, and also yeah. we have a lot of people Not on there. the East Coast. I mean, the majority is on the West Coast, but our raid time is pretty late. Like, right. if if I mean, the Varg raid time, our time, yeah, if it was seven our time, I'd be so fresh throughout the entire raid. Like, yeah, so I couldn't do four hours. I don't think. I think it would. Like, I can occasionally. Like, occasionally we'll run over if we're like really close to killing something or whatnot, but. 
I have to work yeah. in the mornings <laughs> and I already get done at midnight and there's no like just going to lay down in your bed right after you finish a raid. Yeah, you gotta like, being like calm okay, down. sleep now. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna decompress a little bit. But yeah, I mean I felt really good about our week. I feel like we've really made some good progress and people feel confident about the ones that we killed. I was surprised that we killed <laughs> Caligos in with only two wipes because we did that one on Tuesday, um, or the previous week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was a hot mess. It was like we killed him, but we were like, I don't know if we could recreate that, you know, scenario again. And I think there was like two people alive or something crazy. I think it was um, at least like a third of the raid was still alive. I, I know. It just felt like there was nobody alive. But it sounded like it went much better this last week. So that's awesome. <laughs> It seems like Sunwell is healer intensive and like really putting the the healers to the test. So yes, there's a lot of healer blame going around, which I would like to you know <laughs> oh, talk no. about because no, I'm just kidding. So no, we, like, were, we were we were on twins. Do you want to heal? Do you want to heal? No, <laughs> the best is we're on twins and the in the healer chat we're all talking and we're like we're like okay, what can we do differently? And we're like. Hey, we've had about six wipes and it's not our fault. Nobody's blaming us yet. So, you know, usually it was somebody pulling aggro or something else. We're all like, it's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. We'll get to the point where it will be our fault. But yeah, I mean, our healers really stepped up and we've got great healers. Yep. Yep. Well, I think, uh, I think definitely for, for, for Varg, I think definitely Muru goes down next week for sure. So guys are looking good. Um, yeah, so that takes care of everything. Let's move into <laughs> time for the news. So first up in the news, the biggest, juiciest topic was the uh, the interview with Brian Birmingham. I always hate these ones that are I just wish that he would do like I love Josh's interview with Brian because it was live, you know, but yeah. You do get a lot more concise answers this way, so you at least have have that. So, uh, so the first thing that uh, they talked about was it's like they're really like digging their heels in on the random dungeon finder or uh, dungeon finder. Like they're really really digging their their heels into they're saying they want to make something that's kind of automated like that that gets you in groups and has a better you know ui but it doesn't look like there's any chance of uh of uh at least on launch the lfg tool coming in what do you guys think about this i don't even know what's even your thoughts on this derator i don't even know um i've been I've been pretty neutral about it. I see the benefits of them having it, especially for anyone who plays on a lower pop server. I think one of the issues that, you know, players are having these days in regards to like server population and stuff is like, if you're on a low pop server and you're with a guild and you're happy there, you run into problems of like, well, we're happy here as a group, but anytime we want to do stuff outside of the guild, like we want to pug, we want to do anything, it's hard because there aren't very many players here. And the LFD tool, as I understand it, would be cross-server. 
and that would alleviate a lot of those things. But on the other hand, like it's been years and years of hearing from the larger WoW community that that's what ruined the game, right? Like that's been like kind of shoved down our throats, right? They're like, oh, it's as soon as they introduced this LFD, LFG, like that's that's when WoW started taking a dive. And it's been really interesting hearing both sides of the conversation now about it. Yeah, well, let me interject with that because I I honestly think a lot of people are getting looking for Dungeon Finder and looking for Raid Finder confused because I always felt that looking for Raid Finder was what really like was the start of the down the downfall because that's raids and I feel like you should have to do those. I only thought that looking for Dungeon Finder, I thought it was a great tool. I loved it. I just wished it was server only. That's like really the only thing that I wished they would change. Like that was my whole thing. I just wanted people to be accountable and I wanted to possibly be able to recruit somebody you met in a dungeon. And I know everybody says that doesn't happen now, but it does sometimes like, and yeah. either way, like, I mean, for instance, uh, Varg had a problem yesterday with a, with a two guild, uh, guild members that were griefing the towers in, in uh, Hellfire, right? And they were making it so that the horde flippers couldn't flip it over. And so it's like we're on basically a PvE server. Like it's not like you're doing PvP. And they were extremely mean about it to everybody who asked them to stop. And everybody in the guild just was getting blown up, right? And that's the type of thing you would get if somebody ninja loot in a LFD, you know? So, like, I don't know. I think, I think that's just my thoughts on it. I think, like, they confuse, because I think looking for Raid Finder is horrible. I do think that's horrible. But looking for Group Finder, I really just wanted it same server. But do you have any thoughts on this? Like, uh, while you were gone, Willie, we talked about how Brian yeah, sorry about dug in his heels and said that they're yeah, not going to do LFD. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, at this point, it's it's pretty clear that I wish they'd at least keep it on the table rather than saying we're straight, I'm not going to do it. Right. And try and sort of find something that could possibly work. Um, at this point, I want to see what they do in the beta and then I'll probably complain about it a bit more. Um, <laughs> to be honest, like, I, I just don't want to look at the wall of spam. It's it's not interesting. It's it's not fun. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's tedious. I'd rather. Um, yeah, I mean, even with the some, some form of you know automatic grouping there. I don't care if it's same server or whatever. I, I'm happy to fly there. I just don't want to stare at a wall of spam. Yeah, well, even with the uh, like, even with the uh, looking for uh, looking for group uh, bulletin board add-on, what I find with benediction is there's there's still a ton of spam because like there's so many groups going on, you know, like. And yeah. so I'm just like, oh, ah. yeah, an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. It must be crazy though. It's yeah. nuts. It is. <laughs> that's like, that's one of the reasons why I'm like more open to the idea. Like I said, I'm like pretty neutral on it. But then when you're on one of these mega servers and your bulletin board add on is just like, it's constantly filling up and like, and cycling through everyone that's like posting stuff. It's like, what is the real difference here between me just like sitting around looking at this add-on and then whispering like people every time they post like need a DPS and sometimes getting a response and an invite, sometimes getting completely ignored. Like 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that's that much better of a user experience than like a, a group organization well, and, and setup feature. And it's, it's, yeah, it's dungeons. Like I like, I'm going to search out to try and raid. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to find yeah. a home to try and raid. Like that feels like something I should do some work for. But like at the end of the day for a dungeon, if I'm just doing it for a daily, I'm going to be like, do I really want to mess with getting in a group if my guildies don't want to do it? I just won't do it. But if LFG was there, like I would totally, LFG. yeah, yeah, I I would totally do it. Like you know, it just like it 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 takes the you know the pain out of trying to get into what it. it's just. I feel like dungeons are a lesser commodity, and I don't mind the automation. There is basically where I'm at. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting as well. Because you look at um, TBC now with Magister's Terrace and mm-hmm. me playing a ret, uh, Shard of Contempt is a rather good trinket. And uh, every single Magister's Terrace is running with that thing hard rest, looking for caster DPS only. So if there's yeah. a group, there'll, there'll be people, you know, every item that you would want from a dungeon will be reserved. Well, and that's mm-hmm. that's one of the worst um, things. Is and the if it's new... random, then yeah, people might be more incentivized to just press. Oh, you know, I've got some time. Press the button; it'll find people. We, you know, if there's somebody else I roll against, that is what it is. But if people have a choice and are putting a group together, it just doesn't make sense to actively choose to invite competition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. And true. <laughs> well, and and on on top of yeah. that, you've got the dastardly be- behavior that has started in the last couple months of. All un unneeded blues and greens mm-hmm. are reserved, and like that is just dastardly, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, like, oh, yeah, people are doing that in classic. Yeah, I mean, tanks are a hot commodity with DKs existing. There should be more, and um, with dual spec, there should be more. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I was actually yeah, I was going to bring up Magister's Terrace as well because my my alt's an enhancement shaman, and it's like. I still don't have shard. You, you gotta get shard. You gotta. I have to get it. And I, yeah, I just sit there staring at the bulletin board, and it's like hard <laughs> reserve, hard reserve, hard reserve, hard reserve, hard. Oh, there's one that's not hard reserve. You whisper them, and they're like, "Do you need shard?" And you're like, "Yeah." And they're like, mm, "No, <laughs> never mind." Yeah. I mean, I had to. Uh, I was either running with my guild, and then we're just fine cast the DPS, or I go spec prot. And then find cast the DPS. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I did. But uh, yeah, you just have to keep running it till you get it. Really, it's it's yeah. I mean that item you can't really replace it. There's uh, there's a lot of good uh, previous items from dungeons in Wrath though, from heroics, lots and lots, very good stuff and badges. True. Like you can get badges from anywhere, can't you? Yeah, but there, I mean, there's yeah. you know, they they have said they're still gonna have the daily quest that gives you extra. Like it's just gonna be you know, it's just not gonna be in LFD. Like originally it was there before and then LFD they just moved it to uh random dungeon finder or whatever. But Yeah, yeah, exactly. But hopefully the tool is good enough for people to use it. Like that's that's what like that's what we need. So I mean honestly just give us the tool, the exact thing, and just don't warp us to the dungeon. Fine. Like but it still makes the group. Like that would be good for yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll fly there if I have to, you know, I, if it's cross-server or same server, okay. Um, with how big servers are now, like, there's yeah. less affecting less and less people because everybody's migrating to, like, a handful of mega servers now, uh, which is only going to continue. Um, 
yeah, just, just please, not the spam. I don't want to look at spam. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, hopefully they come up with something that, that like, that, like, works. So the Yeah, I'm expecting something like the uh, a retail version. If you're uh, familiar with that at all, yeah. you can pick I'm your role. But I heard um, it's okay. Like, it's, yeah, it's good. It, it is good. I heard it's what no everybody uses. <laughs> Ironically, there's zero social interaction in it at all. Absolutely zero. Isn't that what, because, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that what everybody uses to get mythic dungeons going? Because you can't, you can't automate, like, the automated looking for group doesn't work for mythic. Am I correct on that? Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work for mythic at all. It worked for normal and heroic mythic. You have to assemble your own group. So it's like a tool. You pick your role. Uh, you pick the dungeon. You can set item level ranges. Uh, you say you're doing this dungeon. Then you put a little description box. You might say plus seven or something. And then you uh, post it, I guess. You post out the message in about a billion DPS apply. And you pick the one with the highest item level. <laughs> That's, that's basically how it works. Oh, sad. Everybody gets a chance. Yeah, if they're playing the right class. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather have like an automated one where it just throws you in a group and you just head there. But I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's uh, they're they're not going to. It do just it. seems weird to me how like intent they are on sticking to this with all of the complaints. And I know there's been arguments on both sides, right? There's no yeah. queer like winner. Everybody's got a vocal minority of their opinion here, but I I just feel like it's it's a strange thing to be like it will absolutely not happen, right? You almost wonder if they just don't have it built and they don't have time to build it. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to build something completely new. Like it was funny. I don't know because during uh, during Josh Corbett's interview uh, with Brian. When Josh asked him about LFD, Brian was like, he said that the team had been the classic WoW team, even as early as back in like before Vanilla came out, they had started talking about like, hey, if we ever get to Wrath, uh, what about looking for dungeon? And unanimously, they were like, well, no, we're not going to put that in because players don't like it. So it's been like, it's been like three years of them like, being so confident and so sure that players don't want it and that it, they're not going to put it in the game. And then I think as soon as they announced that and they got all this pushback, they were very surprised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think, I honestly think they're, uh, they'll be really taken aback by their response. Like it's been said years upon years now that LFD has been only a bad thing to Blizzard. And uh, there was even there was an LFD add-on at the start of Classic, and Blizzard specifically made a uh, a blue post saying this doesn't fit Classic, and it's like the most voted blue post I've ever seen. It's got like sixteen hundred upvotes for a Blizzard poster, and uh, and now they are. And during the announcement, they show you know Wrath of the Lich King, the cinematic, and it's like oh that's amazing. The first thing they choose to say afterwards is, "Hey guys, great news! We're removing the LFD," and people are like, "Hold on!" Wait oh my gosh, minute. people raged. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. and it's like. When we get to well, when we get to cat or not if it's it's gonna happen, you know, trust me. Um, <laughs> will people be like, oh, you know, we need LFR now? That's because what I'm saying. Is like when it first came out. Good. When it first came out, nobody said this is a horrible thing, right? And it's like people looking back on it after so many years of the game evolving, saying it's a bad thing. But then now, at the same spot that we're in, that we're moving on to wrath, it's like, yeah. I would say the majority of people that I hear want LFD. 
there's a there's a small portion of people that I think are still very against LFD, but even people that I think would have said no LFD at the beginning of classic launch. I think a lot of them now are like, well, yeah, obviously we want LFT. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think a lot of that is because so many like the bulletin board add on and so many other things are player driven, like pushes in that direction. And right. I think that it's, and it's so funny. Cause yeah, it like if you go back in time to when it first came out and then over the years afterwards, people complaining about it, like it's like if they had never introduced it, I feel like no matter when they put it in the game, players were going to say like, yes, this is a good idea. And it's only in the like long term after the fact of players like having it that they like start to complain about it. Because then here we are back in the same place we they were <laughs> however many years ago and players are saying like, yeah, give us the thing. It sounds great. great and I think it's because, day. yeah, I think it's because players do actually like it. I mean, I like it. it. I just wanted some tweaks. Like, I think everybody's you know. trying to find. Everybody's trying to find where WoW went wrong, right? And I don't think it was one specific thing. I don't think, and I'm not saying. I know there's still a lot of people that enjoy retail, and that's fine. But I think it's just people evolving too, right? And the player base wants X, Y, or Z, or doesn't have as much time to do this and that and it's a very different classic is not the same as when we played 12 years ago right like it's just not yeah. the same game yeah yeah definitely yep yep definitely well, the next thing in the news is they're thinking about changing raid lockouts so for anybody that doesn't know uh willie has a great video i'll try to link it uh here in the show the show notes uh for when this comes out but it's of how each raid tier changed dramatically. It's a really good video because it goes in, we start out with 10s and 25 bands, then it goes into hard modes in Ulduar, then uh, T, uh, TOC goes to mm -hmm. uh, 25 man hard mode and normal, 10 man hard mode and normal, and then in ICC, they did something with a buff. Like, so. Yeah. Yeah, he goes into it a lot more in detail, so we won't do that here, but I'll link it in the notes. But there's a lot of different changes. But for me specifically, I remember why I, I burnt out in Wrath, and it's because of the change they did in TOC. And this is what they're thinking about changing. TOC, it made sense to do all four raids. Normal 10, normal 25, heroic 10, heroic 20. Uh, twenty five just for the sheer mm -hmm. gear. Like you got gear fast, and like it almost made it mandatory for the really good guilds. And I remember just being like, I don't want to be in this instance any longer. <laughs> like, so they're thinking about yeah. making it to where heroic and normal share a cooldown, so you'd only be able to do uh. One ten man and one twenty five man a week, and they've also talked about possibly making it to where you could do a hard mode, like you could choose on each boss to do hard mode or not. Yeah, I feel like I choosing on each boss is a little like I feel like you need to commit and pick one at the beginning. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, the whole yeah. idea with they'd have to really significantly change fights, and I I just don't see it happening. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, yeah, even if it was going to be wonderful, it's 
too much effort to <laughs> put I was, in. I was speaking, I I was speaking of Scotty J and uh, Rugs before, actually. Rugs brought some pretty good points about the whole four reset thing and basically thought it was okay as is. Because uh, he reckoned 10-man normal just isn't really relevant content for a very long time. So you're going to start skipping that out. And then between the other three, uh, it takes a few hours. Um, also that he mentioned, if they did share a lockout, uh, one of the best, well, loot-wise, one of the best things about Trial of, um, Trial of Crusader was the trinkets, which stacked between normal and heroic, uh, which are super powerful and abyss for a lot of people. And if they share lockouts, you'd have to specifically do normal just to try and get trinkets when you may be capable of doing heroic and getting better loot for everything else and that's, that's something fair. which they changed in icc so that trinkets don't stack between normal and heroic anymore oh yeah. I so wonder... maybe they'd have to have that change in but i mean if we're on the last patch that change might be in it might not stack yeah i mean that's the thing blizzard historically have really liked doing stuff by the last patch because they say it's the most complete patches you know if the developers back in the day had the power they would have chosen that patch and uh, the last patch says 10 and 25 normal and heroic share lockouts and uh, trinkets do not stack between both difficulties so they may port both of those backwards which will change things up yeah yeah, yeah i do feel oh. like running the same raid four times a week though is just kind of tedious right <laughs> like i don't know yeah, I think then and I think there might also be some merit to making people choose and having there just be like less gear available because of it and having that be like an artificial way of increasing the difficulty uh, moving through wrath. Because if, if you can imagine how sweaty players have been already with like classic and TB classic vanilla and classic TBC, like we're going to go into wrath and there's going to be guilds that do like they'll do split runs of each one. So they'll, they'll probably yeah. have like between like one, like 25 man raid roster. They're going to have everyone have two characters and they're going to run two normal 10 mans, two normal 25s, two normal, two heroic 10 mans, two heroic 25s, all to gear up just like 25 characters. And that's, yeah, it's, okay. that does not sound fun for anybody. Cause there could be people uh, listening to this that don't know what a split run is. It's where a guild splits up, their main raiders and then people's alts or maybe even just other people in the guild come in and don't roll on loot that any of the mains need. And so therefore it just gets them geared up a lot quicker. I'm sure most people know what splits are, but just in case I thought I would, I thought yeah. I'd explain it. Yeah, for sure. Just optimizing loot. It's like, uh, imagine how many people these days in TBC want dra uh, dragon spine trophy. Going to get that on all your melee, and it's going to be the same with the Trial of Crusader trinkets. People are going to be split running like mad to get them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. For me personally, I kind of like the change of having to choose her like heroic or normal. Um, but it will definitely cause frustration for some guilds if they jump to heroic before they're actually ready. So. That'll be kind of a bummer. That's why being able to change fight by fight would be kind of cool. Like, you know, you could be like, okay. Or just being able to change after you've already committed to heroic. Be like, all right, well, this isn't going to happen. We've got this far. Let's switch it back and just get the rest of the raid done or something like that. Um, the other thing they talked about was ICC. I guess ICC had a buff that increased every week uh, that made you stronger and stronger. And they were talking about maybe ways to choose what buff you want to make it harder or um, 
or easier. But would anybody do yeah. that unless there was a reward for it? So the yeah, I mean the buff back in the day, the raid came out a few weeks went past, or maybe it's more than a week, and uh, there was this buff that made you do five percent more damage. 5% more healing, 5% more absorbs, and then every week or two that went past it, another 5% was added, all the way up to 30%. So considering, basically, from close to the launch rate, having it being up to 30%, and you can choose which one it is, but everyone's just going to pick 30%, because uh, it, it's easy. <laughs> and you get the same reward, so why wouldn't you pick 30%? I know, I don't, I don't really see the point. I, just, I guess just roll it out as it used to be, and... I mean, you only know, instead of just having the buff off or on, then you can choose it once it's already passed, uh, passed a certain threshold. Yeah, maybe a title or maybe a mount would give it, or maybe a couple, like an extra piece of gear. The lower you take it, the lower you take the buff or something, maybe. I, I don't know what would entice people to actually do the harder one. Yeah, I mean, there's already a lot of rewards built into it, so I, I, I don't really think you need to change it, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can just turn the buff on or off. And if you're struggling, it'll catch up eventually and be 30%. Might take a while, but it'll happen. <laughs> All right. Well, the other thing they talked about was race change and faction change in Wrath of the Lich King. And okay. they're not okay. going to allow it, I guess. <laughs> the answer they gave, I'm like, Brian, I, like, I get you. I get you with a lot of stuff, but role playing? Come on, man. Like, what, what? <laughs> The, the, the example he gave, right, of it doesn't make sense that a Tauren can turn into a gnome. Do you know what Orb of Deception does? It literally <laughs> turns Taurans into gnomes. And gnomes and into And only Taurans into gnomes or vice versa. Mm -hmm. it, like, it exists in the game already. Um, just, and this is weird as well, because people are giving them grief for withholding a cash shop option and saying they're doing it so they can sell boosts, which is also a cash shop option. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's like I'm going crazy here reading this stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't know I, why they wouldn't offer it. Basically, yeah, I. It doesn't make any sense. Do you think their fear is that Alliance will just go away completely if they offer race infection changes? Well, I think a lot of people would transfer yeah. from Horde to Alliance. Yeah, yeah, we can Wrath, actually right. Yeah, we can hit the other piece that he talked to and kind of talk about it with this. So, like, the reason that's become a big talking point is because. Alliance gets hooked up. Night Elf and humans get hooked up in uh, in Wrath, finally, and we have the better PvP racials. Um, and so, yeah, lots, yeah, lots of the big PvPers are going to want to come over. Well, I don't want all these dirty horde coming over to Alliance. Like, get out of here. Well, yeah, yeah. but he said... Uh, like later on in the interview, he was asked about PvP and arena in Wrath and how um, how different racials really play a role there. Well, he talked about like basically removing racials from arena, and I don't know. I'll let you guys talk about it, but I'll be honest. I think it is probably the most fair thing to do. It should have been done probably if it was going to be done in TBC. But you damn horde like lovers over there. Of course, you're going to change it now that we have the advantage, you dicks. Like, I'm just like, this is messed up. TBC and all of vanilla. They like had, you know, all the stuff. And now you're telling me that now that we're on top. 
oh, well, yeah, we probably should do something about that. Like, that's the part that gets me. I don't know. I think I don't know how like it would be interesting to actually know how much people would faction change just because of racials and how much people are faction changing because they, you know, they have friends that play on the other faction or, you know, they have they found a, a guild on the other faction, things like that, because I as much as like racials play a huge part, I think that the number of people that are willing to like pay to swap factions just because of a, like a PVP racial. I don't know if that's all that many people. I'm sure it's some, I don't think it's um, a huge population, but yeah, I mean, I oh, think did we lose the Yeah. Oh, you're back. Uh, oh, we're back. Yeah. We lost to a for a second. Or at least I did. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's strange that they are so against it when it i don't know how it affects the game negatively outside of uh <laughs> outside of what we lost you at the very outside of oh outside of just from rping okay from role playing yeah. like outside of yeah. role playing i don't know well i feel like there's a faction imbalance <laughs> so yeah why are we so intent on maintaining the faction imbalance, right? Like, what is what is the motivation here to say, like, we will not allow faction transfers because we have so many more horde than alliance? But they actually don't. Um, if you look at the split across all servers, it's 46.6 to 53.4. It's just imbalance on servers that is a problem. Like, as far as the yeah. entire game goes, there's more PvE servers like the pve servers have a larger alliance population and the pvp servers have a larger uh horde population but across the whole it's because game everybody that went pretty, through phase two in classic was just like f this i'm going pve <laughs> yeah i think uh, overall it's not bad if you're looking at the entire picture from what we know but on an individual server basis it's terrible like it's really bad like two mm-hmm. two Two separate servers with a hundred percent population or either way, like doesn't make it balanced. Right. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> regretting yeah. we didn't go to Grabulus. It's still hanging tough at fifty fifty, man. Yeah, that's uh that's a rare thing they've got going there. Living the dream. Like, I mean, we thought like how could it how could it last? But it's been it's been months now and they're still holding strong at, at like almost fifty fifty. RP servers are built different. There's something about them. <laughs> I think eventually like, something will change. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. But um, yeah, I think that like people always bring up the PvP thing and, you know, every man for himself and stuff. But uh, the impression we get is, is there's more PvEers overall. And uh, Horde are better in PvE. Yeah. In Wrath. Yeah. Um, because trolls get berserking, which is like uh, 20% haste for 10 seconds, which is ridiculously good. You just throw that in with your cooldowns. It's amazing. Uh, orcs just remain good. Blood Fury, the debuff, the healing debuff gets removed from the game, so it's straight buffed. And it now gives spell power and stuff. Maybe it already does that, actually. I'm not sure. Um, I think it does in TBC, yeah. Yeah, it does? Okay. But yeah, Horde get buffed for PvE, Alliance get buffed for PvP, so there'll be a bit of swapping around on both sides, I reckon. But yeah, I mean, they may as well just offer it. It's crazy that they're like withholding a cash shop option and people are getting angry. Usually it's the other way around. (laughs) You know, there'd be there'd be anger if they had said they were going to implement it, too. Like, let's be clear. 
no matter what they said here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was going to go wrong. I've heard tinfoil hat conspiracy theories of like, oh, they want you to buy the boost. But I mean, if they offered the race change, like if they offered that at half the price, I mean, people might do four or five characters. So I don't know, because you could only do one boost per account. So I don't know. I don't know how much more money that would actually make them, you know? It's not. People would rather transfer their current character with their current gear and all of the things that they've worked for to a different race than say, hey, I'll pay for a boost and start over. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you've got imagine you have a like, there's achievements and stuff coming now and a pet tab and a mount tab. Are you gonna want to start a new character or are you gonna want the stuff you you know you've had on your main for the past three years? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not even close. Like it's not even a decision. Yeah, I'm still bummed that uh, achievements are not gonna start right away a account wide. It just really incentivizes achievement hunters to play one character only, and I think that's a bummer. Like yeah, I, I thought that too. It's a shame. Uh, like I knew it was about like that back in the day, but it, not everything's account wide on retail still. Oh, really? Amazingly. That's yeah, that. wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, I think there was something in Dragonflight about them making more things account wide. Like it's still something that they're they're like kind of dangling in front of players. Yeah, I was saying. Um, the earlier pod as well that uh, there's some features which are introduced in Warlords of Draenor like the Erlim tab which you may or may not know about and a, to- and a tab for toys so they've got the tab for the companion pets the tab for mounts they're great you know bag space you keep stuff there but then toys and stuff they just they just fill up your bag mm-hmm. and Erlims you uh, you know you put them on a character one night get up the next day and you're like okay where is it you have to go through half a dozen characters and try and locate them <laughs> It's just like uh, Scotty J yeah, said. Open updates in Ward, okay? <laughs> not everything in Ward was great. Uh, well, I'll say not everything, you know, most of it, but they were good. Just you like... guys, everybody's missing the point. We still have to carry around our freaking Hearthstone in our bag. Like, get it out of my bag, put it in my spellbook, <laughs> leave me alone about it. I hate the fact that I have a Hearthstone in my bag. never going to give this up. <laughs> I think that still exists in retail. It's so stupid! <laughs> you will carry that. Actually, you can get Hearthstone toys. Which change, you know, like the Dark Portal one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got part of uh, the the um, like toy thingy for TBC, where it changes the animation on your Hearthstone. Listen, everybody just has negative one bag spot at all times because everybody has their stupid Hearthstone in their bag, and every it does the same thing. Saying, well, preach, Mel. What do you guys think <laughs> specifically of removing racials from Arena? Because it would really bring the skill ceiling down too because like that is a really hard thing like i know so many people that i do arena with and we think about the racials like you know about 30 seconds after the match ends we're like oh yeah i should have done that racial duh like you know so it would definitely like lower it would make getting into arena and more competitive quite a bit easier like what do you guys think about doing that um i mean i'm a big PvE. I don't. I don't really PvP too much, but I really question whether PvPers genuinely would want that. It feels like it's never existed ever in the history of the game. And, yeah. Um, it's just part of what you play, and the people who really like PvP are always super hardcore, and they will level stuff. I feel like they yeah. don't as attached to the idea of having a main. They just have a character they play on a server with other people, and so race yeah. is just part of that. 
I feel like races have always existed and like racials and all of that. And I feel like that is part of the game that I, I don't know. I feel like you take it away in arena and you're really going to piss people off. I I think you definitely make the really good PVPers bad, but I think the average PVPer like me probably feels it's a more fair environment. Although at the same time, I'm pretty pissed that they're thinking about doing it now instead of the start of TBC. Like you know, they're not going to give me my day in the sun if they do this, but who knows? They might not ever do this. It's just been discussed. So yeah, true. Derezo, you've been doing some arena as of late. Like what are your thoughts here? Um, I mean, I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't think racials are, are playing a very big role in, in my rating right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Cause I think, I don't know. We've talked a lot about how like Horde have better racials, but I think that uh, like a lot of the Alliance racials play a pretty big factor at those like top tier ratings, especially like Alliance, uh, like human rogues, right? Aren't human rogues just like, they're just better than every other rogue because they have yeah, perception. Really yeah, perception. In TBC, uh, yeah, if, I mean, especially, in, yeah, especially yeah. in twos. And if you're going against another rogue team, I mean, oftentimes the winning condition is getting the sap on the other rogue. Yeah. And like, but that's, and people complain, right? Like, I know plenty of Horde, like, I play Horde. I know plenty of Horde players that get like, they get pretty upset because it's like that it feels sometimes like that's all that it takes to like lose the game is that you're up against a human rogue and you, you're playing a stealth class and stuff. But I, I think those same people, if you told them, like, all right, we're going to take away your like class identity, we're going to take away all racials, they, they might not like that either. And it's, they would rage. <laughs> I it's a very interesting thing where I think that uh players players want to have like differences and they want to have like they want there to be these like things that make different classes unique different like races unique and these and things like that and they'll and they want to have that thing to complain about also I think I think you're hitting yeah. on something right there Dorena so they want to have that excuse Yeah they I mean maybe not so much an excuse but yeah they I think that I mean, it's what I did every time. I'd be like, oh, well, they were geared. Like, so, I mean, we did pretty good because we we weren't geared. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, you know, to feed into that, if they do change it, that'll be the thing that people complain about, right? Like someone, someone will go in. if I had my racial. Exactly. (laughs) Then it'll turn into that. It'll turn into, well, we would have won that game had racials been in. And so I don't think there's a winning side for Blizzard on this. And so... At the end of the day, I'd be kind of surprised if they decide to remove them because I think that no matter what, there's going to be people complaining and upset about it. Yeah, I think when that's the case, the best thing to do is just do nothing and say, hey, it was like that, though. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> no changes. Just like... <laughs> when it's convenient. I mean, just to yeah. let everybody know that might not know, PvP across the board just feels better in Wrath for one simple change. Everything in talents and everything right now is chance to resist stuns or chance to resist roots. Everything yeah. turns into uh, reduced duration of stuns, reduced duration of roots. So, like, you don't have these winning conditions where your cheap shot would have won the game, but, you know, they fully resist it. Boom, you know, and like, like those types of things feel pretty bad. Like, and so across the board, PvP is going to get a little bit more manageable and less RNG uh, going into Wrath. 
Yeah. Yeah, same with the resists in general, isn't it? I think. Well, in retail right now, there's no such there's no resists and no misses, right? Uh I don't think spell resists have been a thing for a long time. Are they a thing in Wrath? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Get changed from resist to miss chance. I don't, I don't know if the top of my head. Yeah, Maybe I don't know either. Yeah, I'm not sure. That, that one oftentimes confuses me too, going from expansion to expansion, like like, you know, everything says resist, but it could have been you missed, you know, like it's it's weird. Yep. Um, faction imbalance and winter grasp, they have no clue. It's basically what he said, long story short, right? Yeah. yeah. Talked about yeah, a back door, maybe. It was, yeah. It was also interesting because I think within that chunk, he talked about like he talked about somehow giving like buffing the uh underdog faction, which I mean, in theory, I think that would be kind of cool. Like if you like, let's say you're one of the, you know, 12 Alliance players on Feralina against 20, you know, some odd thousand horde and you show up to Winter's Grass and it takes into account the number of Alliance and the number of horde. And it's like, oh, you're going to get like a 7000 percent buff to your health and damage or whatever. And you are now a raid boss. Well, that's, and that's uh, how this match is going to play out. Um, tenacity did exist. Um, yeah, but it was like set to a certain amount of stacks i think maybe 20 to guess um but like he was talking about maybe letting it go up to even 100 um, yeah and but i think would the be problem with bus. that yeah i think the problem with that though is that like it's things are too far gone right like there aren't there are you know small splinter cells of like alliance that are on Marilina and their my and their small splinter cells of horde that are on benediction but it's even if they throw buffs like that into the game i don't think that winner's grasp is ever going to be what they intend for it to be so wait yeah i don't remember I winner's grasp very much at all um is it like a battleground yeah it's the one okay yeah you might remember it's the one yeah. where we would go and break down the door of the big big building you could also get in like siege tanks and stuff and we try to like break down the door uh to get in there like do you like do you get a benefit if you saw it you probably a, remember like the winning yes. faction yes yeah oh. so they can't do like the mass thing like they did in bgs where they turned alliance into horde and played against each other i mean they uh, could no. but like then horde was isn't the thing that like uh, everyone benefits yeah from your faction having it yeah like everyone on the server the, you get the raid instance uh oh yeah so so winter grasp it's it's an open world zone it's not an instance battleground uh but on fi the final patch you can queue into it from a battleground master and it's capped to 120 versus 120 uh, obviously the faction who has less people will start getting tenacity which is that buff which is just stacking damage increase damage reduction and so on um, and then if you win, you get access to Vault of Archivar, which is a raid that drops raid tier pieces and PvP tier pieces. And there's also a bunch of vendors out the front that sell stuff for Stonekeeper shards, which are earned from playing uh, Winter Grasp. The problem is, if you've got a server which, like Benediction, for instance, it's going to be capped 120 versus 120, meaning there's going to be 120 alliance, and then and then there might be five whole players or something, mm. and. Say, for example, if those five Horde players win, what are they winning? Because they can't do the raid with five people. 
Right. Like, what, what's, what's the point? <laughs> the, yeah. So you can only do the raid if you win Winter Grasp? Uh, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty currently. sure you have to own it. There's a yeah, door currently. and you have to teleport through it uh, via an NPC. Um, Got it. Well, and so it's... they could make it. In, they could make it neutral, which doesn't make any sense because you've just been fighting for it. Or what they've been suggesting at the moment is to add like a backdoor where you can get into it even if you don't own it, but you have to pay something for that. Uh, so I don't know. There might be some like new instance around the corner where people can go if they don't own it. But I know at the moment it just seems kind of scuffed. And most people, I'm benediction. You're going to be sitting on a wall for thirty minutes doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Waiting for it, waiting for it to like, recapture. Yeah, you might as well because there's not going to be anything happening. <laughs> well, and it's such an important raid too, because for people that don't know, every tier a new boss shows up that drops that current tier PvP and tiers uh, um, uh, set pieces. So it stays relevant throughout yep. the entire expansion. So it's it's a pretty big problem. Yeah. I think the back door is probably the best idea that they could do like yeah i've had an idea for that as well because there's the vendors out the front and there's tons of faction guards so you need to put the vendors on the back door as yeah well. i reckon you have a goblin trader goblin smuggler who smuggles the <laughs> items and you have, to, you have to pay like 20 percent more i just you stick that there and it's, it'll just end up being a one-sided thing throughout the whole game or while well, they have in retail and battleground are bots uh they existed on islands as well Oh yeah, you could just chuck bots in there, but then people would get mad because they'd be forced to defend against bots, and they'd feel bad if they lost against bots because they'd actually <laughs> have to play the game to defend it. Oh so, man! And if the bots won, what's the point? Like, <laughs> what did they, they get? Captured nothing. But it would force Winter Grasp to be played on every server. That's true. Yeah, yeah like I feel like right it's now it's going to be a wasted. Yeah, you're just going to be sitting there for three minutes doing nothing. Yeah, annoyed that. Yeah, yeah, you're sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna like, wrap it up. I want to raid. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like that. That was a tough problem. So, let's have to see what they do. I really the back door sounds about the best to to it's me. It's a tough problem because of the faction imbalance, which we've kind of. It's just a bummer we death, won't be right? able to play like, it. Yeah, it's just a bummer we won't yeah. be able to play it because it was Grobulus will neat. be happy. Yeah, or yeah. Fire Ma at the moment, <laughs> or Fire Ma. Yeah. Well, although will they? Because it's 120, 120, and there's 35,000 people on uh, on Fireball, so that's going to be a long queue. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you're you're literally like less than 1% of the player base trying to defend content that 100% of the player base can benefit from. Well, then is it different <laughs> on each layer? Can different so scuff, the whole thing. Yeah, can different like, layers it have it? Balance, or it doesn't work. Make it cross-realm. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how, how who wins works though. Yeah, um, I feel like if we were on our mega server and we had just as many horde as we do alliance, I feel like it would be my my duty to not enter into winter grass because I'm not good at PvP. <laughs> but would it be yeah. like the current spirit towers, you know, in TBC where on every layer there's a different timer and a different time that it starts and all this, you know, and then a different controlling faction? Like it could be that could be you're jumping around for like to just try to get in. Then you one. just get people layer swapping. You got a horde layer and a alliance layer because those are the ones that the <laughs> raids think, open on. What we'll see is they'll do a, they'll do a backdoor and then midway through raft there'll be posts popping up about people being sad about when nobody's playing winter grass because there's nothing to play. 
Yep. Just like basically everybody happen. will just go in the back door so they just don't have to play Wintergrass and be bored. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, they would they will, yeah. Even if they have to pay gold for it. Um yep. so lastly, I just want to hit on uh there was more stuff in the article, but I just want to hit on the dual talent specialization. When Brian's interview with Josh on Countdown to Classic, he said that dual spec was coming, but with uh, with uh, stick stipulations or regulations or something. But now he's gone back on that and said, hey, dual spec, you're just going to have to be out of combat and you lose your your uh, resource pools and there's a cast time. Like, so they're. They stepped that back, and it's no longer going to have any stipulation. That seems good to me. Yeah, yeah, I was worried about like a timer or like a cooldown or something, Don't or having to like be in a major city or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even really buy days. that part I'm either. Happy about that. Well, yeah. I think it. I mean, I think even in the article, it kind of touched on like going through a raid and realizing like, oh, we could ha- like it'd be nice to have one more tank here or one less tank, and being able to yeah. make those changes like at the raid like on the fly mm-hmm. it makes like it's a reason that i think druids are really valuable right now is because they can tank and do decent damage if they're not if a third tank isn't needed right mm-hmm. and i think it just makes other classes viable like that but it also would suck if you had to be in a major city if you wanted you know back in the day when we were on you know a pvp server that actually included horde You'd want to go PvP spec to get to, to the, the dungeon, dungeon exactly. and then, and then swap know, yeah. to your PvE spec. Now it's absolutely no problem. I could just dance to the dungeon. Yep. yep. Yeah, with dual spec, you know, like Chad's talking about, it is kind of a bummer for non-DPS classes because, like, if you're a healing class, oftentimes they're going to want you to, you know, a good guild is going to want you to have two rating spec heal and DPS or tank and DPS, you know, so that part's a bummer, but you know, for a rogue, like I'm going to be, there's no reason to have another, you know, there's no reason really to have another spec, like very small change maybe, but not really. So, yeah, I think it's kind of inevitable with how sweaty people are getting anyways, right? Like there was going to, I mean, there, there's a way to do it no matter what. And you have a people have been planning for dual spec for a long time. <laughs> yes, they have. Well, I'm just glad they've, you know, decided to leave it as is. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. So uh just a little quick piece of news. I don't think there's really much to talk about, but uh the tier six belt braces and boots from Sun from Sunwell Plateau are now re refundable after purchase <laughs> for up to two hours. Someone Um, had a bad day. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And uh, they're a little slow on getting the arena season three uh, rewards out titles and mounts, but they're, they're, they're working on it and hoping it, everything will go out on the next weekly reset. So if you listen to this on Monday, it should be tomorrow. Um, What else? Oh, it's what I just thought was interesting. I don't really know if we want to talk about it, but. Uh, people were wondering about what was going on with the 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 weather in the Isle of Queldenas, and mm-hmm. it actually starts out bad, and as you progress through it, the weather gets better and better. Um, I hadn't even really noticed the weather doing the quests there. I've done quests every day there and didn't really notice it changing. Did you guys notice? 
Yeah. No, it's raining all the time, like non-stop <laughs> raining when it first got there. I was like, is this just, is it meant to do this? And now it's not <laughs> What's <raining>. broken? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought, I honestly thought something was broken or, you know, maybe it's just, I do dailies when it rains a clock or something. <laughs> I only do dailies when it rains. <laughs> yeah, so, uh. But apparently, according to them, though, rain is a bad thing then. But, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> rain means you're not doing well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't rain notice a, a giant, giant demon or something. I didn't notice anything but the incredible lag the first couple of days. Like, I remember killing a bomb oh, yeah. and then I'd loot. Second I or wonder, two would go by, yeah. I'd go down. Second or two would go by, I'd pop up. Second or two would go by, it'd go in my bag. Like, it was crazy. I wonder if that's why I didn't notice is because of how laggy it was. If like the weather effects were just like not even showing up very well. Yeah. Well, and it's now the new, the new hangout spot. Like everybody's just chilling there. AF, AFK. Like it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole looking, village. Yeah. Looking for magisters, terrorist groups or trying to get into trash farms yep. for Sunwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice. I've, I've kind of liked the dailies there actually. I've so. loved them. I haven't done them. I, I, I like I like having more reasons to play my character. Yeah, and I just love I love the simplicity of them. And like I just I don't, I don't know. I did dailies in Wrath and Kata, and I just don't think they've ever done as good as a job on on a daily quest hub as they did the Isle of Queldenas. And just the progression through and wanting to like open up the stuff, you know, like it's really neat. Yeah. I think because I've been like actively kind of comparing it to like the war effort because that's been what's going on in season mastery. And I think that it's a way cooler thing to have it be tied more to like quests um, and dailies than just like raw material turn-ins. Yeah, it feels a bit more. There's not more incentive to, you know, go and do two dailies than farm 60,000 linen bandages or something. Mm -hmm. Feels a bit more manageable. Yeah, I remember... It was at 99%, like, I don't know, the second, the third day, maybe, midday, it was at 99% for phase two. I remember people just standing there watching just to see if, like, like what would change. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty yeah. good. Oh, the other day on um, Pyrewood, there was uh, the badger vendor was at like 98% and there must have been, like, you couldn't even see the vendor because there was that many Amani war bears around her. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just waiting for that to open. So it's, yeah, it's pretty nice seeing the uh, progression go on. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, okay, so the last one. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to tackle this because... Okay, so they're telling us that... Okay, so basically free trans, uh, transfers off of... Uh, off of... of uh, Firemall are going on right now there's a certain amount of servers you can go you can go to but it's funny because they're saying that it's the largest realm in the world and i think they're talking like i think they're talking retail also i think they are because they because they they have to be yeah because they say it's the number one but then they say of con of concurrent people logged in and then they're saying the 24th largest realm, Benediction, which is the second largest population realm, concurrent users has about 67% as many daily players as Firemod does. Mm-hmm. So, like, the problem they're running into is that all the Firemod people just keep playing. Like, 
basically. Yeah. So yeah, so like yeah. they're actually that's why they're they're running into the queues. I don't quite understand what the they're saying that the hardware can't do like they're saying like that layers won't help it because the hardware just can't do it. But I feel like they're just using clustered uh clustered virtual servers that they could keep adding stuff to. I wonder if it's a network like stipulation that they're running into and like that's where the the bottleneck is and not like an actual uh, yeah i mean they probably just haven't dealt with this kind of thing before because these are legion and beyond servers that they're trying to build tbc content and raf content eventually onto and those servers were originally made well at the time they had sharding which completely solves all of these problems that we're now running into because this is what happens when your server's locked. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, players are incentivized to pick the same faction to play together. Uh, this is just, this is what happens. Uh, this is why it changed eventually. But I don't think we're going to go down the sharding route. And if, layer <clears throat> if layering's stopping working, then Blizzard have to come in and stop people from being able to play there, basically, which they're not going right. to do either. So it's, it, it's, the the only solution they have is hey go and play somewhere which isn't as good, yeah. Which very few people <laughs> are gonna do. It's it's crazy too because if you look at the EU servers and you look at the options that players have, if you are a horde PvP player and you want to play on like a, a European English speaking server, you basically have Firemaw and Gehennis, and Gehennis is. It still has 18,000 players, but they're not having the same problems, right? There's no queue on Gehennis. Gehennis is like a decent option. If you're an Alliance player, though, and you are on and you're trying to choose a PvP English speaking server, you have Firemaw, which is has an insane queue, is way overcrowded, who that they're trying to get players off of. And then the next server that like is an option as an English PvP server is Earthshaker, which has around 5,000 active players, which if you've been tracking the like life cycle of, you know, classic servers, like 5,000 players could be dead in two months. Like that's how fast servers have been taking dives. Yeah. Like if you scroll to the bottom of ironforge.pro and look at the absolute graveyard of servers there, uh, that's yeah. why you don't play on a small server. Look at all yeah. of them. I mean, there's, right. there's literally like, there must be two dozen. Yeah. What do you think about, that? like, I feel like they would have better luck because right now there's absolutely zero chance that my Alliance Guild is going to transfer to Gehennis, right? Because mm -hmm. why would I? It's all Horde, right? But what if, what if they did something like, like join a queue for your guild to transfer to this server as soon as X amount of Alliance players have signed up to do this, right? Because then you're not transferring over when you are just trying to get people coming with you, right? But you're saying like, I'd be willing to go to a 50-50 server if you have enough people signed up to make this 50-50. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know how easy it is for them to like, to set that up and integrate it in game or like so with like player accounts. It. Yeah. But like that sounds great. That that's like that might be the best like uh like active thing I've I've heard, like active suggestion I've heard about how to like 
even approach the the concept of taking a one-sided server and slowly building it back yeah because you would be agreeing to a contract like hey you either hit this mark or i don't go like and and then hit the mark and then you go like that would be cool it's a really good idea that's yeah I haven't heard any like every idea that I've heard about these one sided servers is either just like slam them together with an another one sided server or to leave them alone. But that sounds like a great way to potentially like. Because I feel like a lot of people want to be on a 50 50 server, right? Especially the people on PvP servers. But even a lot of the alliance, I think, on PvE servers are only on PvE servers because of their experience on one-sided PvP servers, right? Like, I think there is a lot of people on PvE servers that wouldn't mind. And you look at most of the ones that are close to 50-50, and 95% of them are PvE servers, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's not that, you know, balance issue. But you've got to motivate people somehow to make the There's another problem as well. If you are... If you transfer to a PVE server, you can only then transfer to other PVE servers. They need to yeah, that is true. They need to, take that they need to remove that completely. Yeah, like it's... oh, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. you cannot go from yeah. PVE to PVP, but you can go from PVP to PVE. The thought back yeah, in well, the day was it was way easier to level on a PVE server, and they didn't want people to be able to level on a PVE server, and then move to a pvp server and i mean back Which in the day like, it was true i mean yeah like maybe you're gonna pay for a transfer like get over it like <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a very strange restriction especially when like i would i would venture to say that if you were on a balanced tbc pvp server right now you probably wouldn't even have that much world pvp outside of like the you know the like objectives yeah I mean, yeah. and entrances yeah. to dungeons. Yeah, you'd probably have well, quite the a dailies, bit. Though uh, you'd have quite a bit at the yeah, dailies, maybe. but it would it would flop back and forth. Like it'd be fun. It'd put an extra like it put extra time on get them done. Yeah, but I mean that's what we kind of liked, right? Oh yeah, I it's, loved it. But I think when we're finding out that one-sided. a lot of people don't. Like yeah, I think we're finding like it's been. I just don't think weird. it's that a lot of people don't though. I think it's that. Nobody likes to be the underrepresented class, right? And once you get to like 30%, 20% of your faction, you know, also let's be real, Alliance, you know, even when we, we were close to 50-50, it was a lot of like trip you and run and, you know, try to get away from these horde who done everything better to do than kill us 27 times on the way to DM. But whatever, I, I think there's a mentality shift there that probably could have happened. Oh, well, that's why you want the faction uh, change to be put in. So you get some of those like some of those uh, bloodthirsty horde go to alliance yeah, yeah. and then it balances it all out. Mel, yeah, there yeah. you go. Fair. Yeah. I'll take them. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, It'll this, be good. The yeah. sense of danger in the world has been so weird moving to pit addiction because I used to be like, oh, sweet. I'm PVP spec. I'm going to go out and do quests out in the world. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to kill stuff slower now. But like before, it was like, yeah. oh, now I can defend myself. This is gonna be awesome, you know. Like, and like, you know, you'd have fear, and you'd be like, "This dude gonna attack me? Are we cool? We cool?" Listen, yeah, it looks like we're cool. Was worse, you know, than like trying to get an herb, and then, then a horde attacking me, and me fighting off the horde just to turn around and find another alliance just sitting there grabbing my herb, 
I'm like, you mother farmer. Uh, just trying, trying to, I remember trying to herbing classic, and um, you get sheep by a mage from about 87 yards away. <laughs> <laughs> Four minutes. Right? You could see, see that. It was ridiculous. Oh, man. You're like, come on. <laughs> they sheep you once. It's like, it's like, come on, heartbeat. It has to break eventually. And then they re sheep you, and it's, it literally lasts over a minute. <laughs> Oh, this, classic, this classic balance, man. It's something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, man, like, Mel, I think you should. I think you should write up that idea and like post it on like as, as like as uh, unreliable as the WoW forums might be for <laughs> things like that. I think like that's honestly like one of the best ideas I've heard to address this. Yeah, well, or, like stick it on Reddit it right too. Now, like so. that's yeah. that's a really. Maybe a listener will uh, will do it and credit us, but uh, whatever. You can take all the credit if you want, guys. <laughs> what should Not happen territory. when you join a queue? Is uh, if there's a queue, you get you get put into some arena one v one. On the opposite faction. If you win, you can join the game. If you lose, you go to the back of the queue again. <laughs> and that's the new system. Gladiator <laughs> style, right to play. Or and if you're facing uh, some like you are not worthy gladiator. <laughs> Or they, uh, or they like do it like for anybody PvP specs. They have like they put two warlocks in, and there's two trading dummies. Whoever does the most DPS over sixty seconds wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> DPS race. Oh man! Sorry, balance. I can't make it to raid. I can't beat anybody on the other team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been trying for three hours. You gotta yeah, you, fight. You, you won't be able to well, go to race right. the DPS is too low. It's like the game's filtering players for you. <laughs> oh, only the best will survive. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that is great. Uh, and balanced. All right. Well, um, any other thoughts? Uh, it's a Blizzard. I genuinely need to step in and do something about it. Players are never going to change ever because it doesn't make sense to do so, but they're not because. The key objective is to get people in the game and they're not going to stop people from getting in the game because that doesn't make sense for them to do. So it's right. a big old sort of feed into itself system which is just going to continue to get more problematic. Make make another server, call it Firemore 2 and then people get confused and play there by accident. <laughs> yeah. Just I, I don't know. Make it be like... I really don't know. Firemoo? Like with an yeah, E instead I, of an A? An and people would be like, end. I want to go to Firemore. Oh yeah, the yeah. Add add one with the accent over the A. That's yeah. just the that is the classic way, right? Yeah. Oh, have it be at the top of the list. Have the real one be like way down low. You know. All right, tough one. Well, uh, let's move into. Bobby, we need to have a talk about this. World of Warcraft classic. Do I look like I know what a WoW token is? All right, and we're back with Rugs to do the interview we were unable to do the other night. I don't know when you're going to hear this, whether it'll be a one-off episode or if it will be at the end of, of this coming week's episode. But just in case... Welcome to Warcraft Reloaded. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and today we're joined by the one and only Rugs. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks again for having me, man. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a good time. It's a good time. I checked out uh, you and uh, Scotty's episode two of the uh, Dalaran Sewers, 
podcast. And uh, the two guys you had on were just a hoot, man. They were cracking me up with all the non-answers that they were giving. It was, it was absolutely entertaining. It's something that a lot of podcasts won't do. Like we, we do it here at times, but like, it was hilarious because I was expecting you to guys bring on experts, you know, and like, and them talk about it. But instead you guys were the experts and just talking to a bunch of guys that are just jokesters. And it, it, it was gold. Like I thought it was great. It was such a, it was such a treat because those guys are great. I absolutely love Index and Snacky Box, but yeah, that's something I've definitely had to learn how to uh, maneuver. Is that I am a subject matter expert in Wrath, and I never thought that I would be on the other side of things, teaching a community and sharing my knowledge. But also, what the hell? Like someone is interested in fishing realm first and random <laughs> shit like that it was like wait we're gonna go rp walk and do a quest together okay all right sure and the best rp professions for you know each different <laughs> class and everything oh i was God. cracking up although i really like missed opportunity because i was expecting one of the guys when he said best professions for a death diet for them to be like well it'd be herbalism wouldn't it you know like you'd like to go pick flowers you know and yeah, spend their days doing all these horrible demonic things. Maybe they just want to like relax and pick some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. It's hard for me to remove myself from constantly min maxing, placing myself and like removing myself from that element. It's just so hard. <laughs> so hard. Yep, I bet. Well, let's uh, let's get into this. I do want to hear because the last time we talked to you, you'd not entered Sunwell yet. I do want to hear. What's going on with you there? But let's let's do the interview first. We'll get that the, at the end, okay? Okay, sure. All right. Let's jump in first off. I love to know background on content creators. I mean, it's one of my favorite things. And so many people just don't do it on their shows. But I love it. So I want to know about you. When you, when you started playing WoW, uh, you know, WoW 1, you know, not WoW Classic. Like, when did you first start? Of course. Um, so I first started um, late um, or midway through Burning Crusade. I was really young at the time, only did it because my best friend growing up was doing it and played Burning Crusade. I think I leveled up as a hunter, ran into like one gruel, wiped on the first boss, never touched a raid ever again. I was terrified of it. Um, <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I uh, got into Wrath and Wrath. I just absolutely fell in love. The uh, expansion was amazing. I played a Death Knight. I played a Death Knight tank uh, for a couple different guilds. Uh, played all the way through till ICC. Um, in ICC, I got into this really elitist mindset where I thought I was really good at the game when in reality, I definitely wasn't. I was far <laughs> from it. And I was at some point in high school and decided, you know what? I'm going to stop playing WoW. So I stopped playing WoW and just kind of picked it up every now and then every time a new expansion came out and just dabbled with some private servers here and there. Uh, but recently, I would say probably three years ago or so, I got really big into the private server scene again with uh, Wrath and just um, kind of jumped right back into it and did a full entire private server, um, start to finish all the raids and everything, and then thought like, let's do it again. And I just kept trying harder and harder and pushing myself and pushing uh, the raid members around me. And um, eventually just started posting random stuff on YouTube. I have some like old content of me just like existing in a raid group, killing a, a boss and doing nothing special at all. 
and then posting some random boss kills from me playing Feral Druid on Classic TBC. And <laughs> it's just boss kills. It's literally nothing special. That's all my YouTube was for a while. And one day I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to do some random, like, you know, Wrath tier list, like, and just see what happens. Like, a Tanks and Healers tier list, just to share my thoughts. And especially because I knew Classic Wrath was coming. And man, it blew up. Well, here, hold I, I wouldn't on. say it went viral. Yeah, go ahead. Let me pause you there, though. I want to get into that, but I still want to know your background. I want to, f- I want to get through that first, because like, sure. I, I have a lot of questions about the content stuff. Sure. Okay, so so you so you quit you quit Wrath and never came back to actual retail uh, World of Warcraft. Do I have that correct? Uh, I mean, I've dabbled here and there. I played, um, you know, Shadowlands. I played in Legion and BFA and whatnot. But no, not really. I uh, didn't really play a whole lot. You were kind of a comeback, do the storyline, work to max level, and then done type of dude? Yep. Play okay. some of the raids, maybe get ahead of the curve, I've, and then I, just kind of d- dip out. I've, I've run into a lot of people that are like that. I actually quit in Kata and literally never came came back until Classic. Like, I've... You know, followed it for a little while on different podcasts, the instance and stuff. But I just, I really quit and just never came back. But uh, okay, so, so that gets how 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 long you played for. Um, when did you come back to classic? Like specifically, did you come back to vanilla classic, or was this something like you played the the Wrath private server and then came back sometime at TBC? Like, where does that timeline go? So for classic, I played on launch. I thought the fresh hype of the original classic was amazing, but I only made it to like level 45 or something playing a feral druid at the time. I thought it'd be sick, but then uh, the leveling was just too boring and another wrath private server came up, I think. And I just like, you know, ditched it. It wasn't for me. And then for TBC, um, a wrath guild that I was playing with, decided to roll on tbc and i joined them and i started playing on uh tbc like the day of pre-patch and i've been playing classic tbc ever since every single day it's interesting it's kind of similar to Crix's story but with uh tbc uh Crix, you know like quit like uh quit vanilla classic early on because he was just like this is just not for me it's it's a very different game and i mm-hmm. I, I get it i was pushing through it because I had only killed four bosses in Nax Vanilla, like or like the original Nax, and I really wanted to just like, you know, cross that off my my list of things that I did, and so I was sticking through it like that. But I've been really just the entirety of Classic, but in the Wrath waiting room. So I get you there. I just haven't. I don't know private servers. I've never been able to do. There's something about the. The inevitability of your character disappearing at some point that just freaks me out. At this point, I might be different, like if I actually tried about just because I'm a lot more hardcore into the game than I thought I'd be. But tit for tat. So that's that's interest that's it interesting. Do you have any regrets about not sticking with classic vanilla? Because I know Crix does. Crix kind of wishes he had done a a warrior after seeing how cool they are to play in the late game of TBC. Yeah, I have to agree 100% because um, I think my biggest mistake and biggest regret was playing a Feral Druid. 
I committed my ideology and my decision into like meaning a feral druid. And I was so hard committed on that that I missed out on Fury Warriors. Like they are so amazing. Not only in TBC, like I should I should have been a Fury Warrior at the beginning of TBC. Never should have played Feral at all. But here I am stuck. I'm in love with the class. I can't get I can't get this class off my heart. But I missed the same thing with Classic. I should have been a Fury Warrior back then. I could have gotten into all the raids. I would have blasted. It would have been a lot of fun, I think, for sure. It was definitely a, a lot of fun. I didn't even... I started out being one of those guys that's like, I'm not going to get... I'm not going to get world buffs. And then you start seeing other people pump in it. It's just a... It's just a, you know, a domino effect. And all of a sudden, I'm getting everything I possibly can except for War Chiefs. And, like, I'm just pumping. It was a great time, but... Yeah, I I'm I'm glad I did the Warriors the first time I did, but uh, I'm I'm with you with TBC though because I decided to roll lock because I wasn't going to get a a raid spot, but I kind of wish I had just kind of stuck through and been sat, you know, you know, throughout the you know most of of phase one, most of phase two until you know the because uh, everybody shits on all the creators that said that said that said warriors and rogues weren't going to be good and then but like it was an accurate statement everybody said they weren't going to be good till later and like if you were taking a ton of melee to pre-nerf kt and vash you were doing it wrong like and you like i mean there were some really good guilds that used you know cheese things like the ogre outfit and stuff to like to like really get it done but it really wasn't until that nerf that warriors really popped up, you know? So it was an accurate thing, but I wish I had just stuck through because playing the warrior right now, like I'm doing it on my alt, like, and it's so fun to do raids. Like it's so different. It's amazing, dude. It's so stupid. How amazing fury feels in TBC. It's frustrating playing like a, a single target class. And I'm sure you get this with just spamming shadow bolt. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, all I can do on feral druid is just single target. And when I get on my fury and I can cleave, Oh my God, it's like butter dude. Yep. And you just said, Oh, you feel like your hair's on fire and everything. But uh, so yeah, we, okay. So we definitely know your favorite expansion. Definitely wrath, mm -hmm. definitely wrath. So Alliance or horde. Oh man. I I'm sure. I could pick one and be happy with that answer. And I'm sure the audience listening probably wants me to, you know, give a good for the Horde or for the Alliance, but I can't, I've played Horde on every private server, but I play Alliance right now on a benediction. So I'm like the most on the fence guy possible. I, I got I can't, I can't say one. I, I have two. I was Alliance in vanilla TBC through Cata Horde then back to Alliance in classic, but I'm pretty I'm pretty good on sticking with a with the alliance now, but since you won't give it to him, I'll give him a for the alliance and for the horde. Hell yes! I mean, <laughs> definitely for the horde when it comes to wrath. So, so you're gonna be swapping to horde for wrath, huh? <clears throat> well, no, I probably won't be swapping because um, I'm really, really happy with the guild that I'm in right now. But um, I'm probably gonna have to have a horde DK um, on the side. And join some other horde guild as well. Yeah, I yeah, feel you. Oh man, so orc, Torin, yes. orc, yeah, yeah, orc, female for sure, female orc. Okay, okay, all right. Well, uh, that that gets me through that. So let's jump into your content because that is uh, 
That is very interesting because I'll be honest, months ago while I was doing the uh, the uh, uh, road to rag challenge, well, I was I, I was just doing the hardcore challenge. I wasn't trying to be part of the group that actually killed rag because I started like three, like three weeks late, you know, so I was late to the party, but I did want to complete the actual hardcore challenge and it did twice. So got that done. But during that time, I was very sequestered in my own little bubble and only all I had was chat and chat came in and said, Hey, do you ever think about having rugs on? And I was like, who's rugs. And you know, I just didn't know like, but everybody who listens to the show knows I love to find new content creators that are coming up. And so I instantly went and looked at some of your stuff. And I was like, this guy is great. Yes, I definitely have to get him on. And uh, that's how I heard about you. But so you, you were talking about just a little earlier how you made, was it a tier list you said you made that went, uh, that basically went viral and just blew up? Okay, start yeah. off there. All right, so... I basically had all these boss kills on my YouTube channel. And this was about five months ago. I decided I'd do just a Wrath, Tanks, and Healers tier list. Took me, you know, 15 minutes, recorded myself doing these little tier lists, set it up on OBS and threw it up on YouTube. Really wasn't expecting much. And I had so much fun that I think over the span of 24 hours, I recorded like five videos and just kind of dumped them all on YouTube because I was just having a blast doing it. And I think I was also really bored at my job and I was just doing it during work hours. And yeah, one of them was a tanks and healers tier list. One of them was a DPS tier list per phase for Classic Wrath. And they they just kind of took off, man. Um, and I just kept doing it. And truthfully, the reason I continued to make every video after was because of the people in the comments who said encouraging things like, it's the it's the commenters who get into your DMs and are like, hey, man, love what you're doing. I appreciate it. Like, keep it up like yeah, that. That yeah. actually makes a difference. And that's why I keep making videos. Well, what I loved about the the, the first video that I watched years and many, many thereafter is. Most, you know, YouTubers will do a ton of uh, of prep where they write a script, they research things a ton and then they have a bunch of gameplay behind and then you were there just kind of talking and everything was coming right off of your brain which i thought was so impressive i was like holy shit like you might have had like bullet points or something there but you could tell it wasn't scripted and it was pretty impressive how much knowledge you just had right off the cuff and i thought that was interesting and cool Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. It's always kind of been my style. It's a, I mean, it's a little low effort, which I apologize for everyone who thinks I'm, you know, baiting my viewers into low effort videos. But um, is it really though? That's like, I mean, honestly, it like the stuff you're saying is accurate. It's impressive that you just know it without all the extra research. You know, that's what makes it different. I think. Mm. No, yeah, I mean, I love it. I end up kind of rambling in a lot of ways and a lot of times. And I feel like I will set my mind to recording a five minute video that I think is going to be simple. Um, maybe it's like a loot prio video or it's a video talking about like Valineer and it ends up being like 20 minutes long sometimes. <laughs> but people people tend to like it and and, and click on the videos and, and want more of it. And so it's fun for me. I genuinely 
the most amount that I'll put into it is maybe a couple bullet points. Yeah. Or like a little slideshow to prepare uh, my thoughts because I do get a little rambly. So I try to like keep myself on track. Um, I've learned that helps. Uh, but for the most part, I'm just kind of going off of my own uh, years of experience on Wrath. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's definitely cool. It's a it's a different style, but I I I really like it. And you know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Well, this dude is going to be great to come on the podcast." And then when I, when I heard you guys were starting your own, I was like, "Oh wow, that's awesome!" And then Scotty asked me to come on. I was like, "Dude." This is like perfect. I get to talk to Rugs even before I had him on the show. This is great. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, I've just uh I've loved that. Did you like did you make any other content prior? Is this just kind of like you just kind of jumped into it here? No, yeah, I just I genuinely just jumped into it here. I record on Twitch like my raids always kind of have for well, not always. I actually started doing it at some point. Uh, in the later part of my uh, Wrath career, it just was recording raids just to record them and play back and, you know, watch like why we wiped or watch why we're having a hard time on a certain boss or just to like record for fun or to get funny clips out, you know? And it just all of a sudden overnight, I just decided I'd make content and yeah, it just, it's just kind of snowballed into a, a thing and I absolutely love it. It's really, really fun. Were you, were you ever watching any content just been like, I could do this? <laughs> um i don't think it was the i could do this i think it was a bit of a frustration of misinformation i think um misinformation is just flooded um out there and i think it's not only on the youtube or twitch scene but in forum posts and guides on wrath and so a lot of in a lot of ways uh, i try to use my channel as um, a guide or at least a source for people to reference to that is trustworthy and that is accurate. And maybe I don't use all the numbers that people want to see, uh, but I'm going to try to point people in the right direction with a lot of the things that I say, because there's a lot of bad sources for information out there. Um, not just content creators specifically, but just again, websites or old forum posts or uh, guides online that are written by people who definitely shouldn't be writing those guides, considering how many you know, people will rely on them. So that's kind of how it all kind of stemmed from. That's interesting because I remember before I started the podcast, I'd be sitting there listening to different podcasts or watching different things. I'm sitting there going, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, that's wrong. You know, and I'm not a, like a super ex expert on any, on anything, but I do know probably more than, you know, 90% of the population at least maybe maybe 80, but I do know quite a bit more than the average person. And there's certain things that I do know, and it would drive me nuts, like sitting there talking back to my radio or, you know, talking back to the TV screen. And I wanted to start it and be able to like check into things. And like, it's great. Cause like I keep getting to learn from all kinds of people that come on the podcast, which is just fantastic for me. And I get to ask the questions that I feel like other people wouldn't ask. Like, I feel like that's also like all, like also a really fun thing, but you, uh, do you ever worry about any of the stuff that might be different? Cause I've, I've, I've heard you actually say on many different videos on many different shows, this is how it was on private servers. It could possibly be different on blizzard servers because it was different across other private servers. Like, do you ever worry about like, like not getting things right or do you just is that why you always preface it with like this is how it was on private servers type of deal 
Yeah, it's uh, I always try to preface things with um, context. Like this is how it was on private servers. It was bugged for X, Y and Z reason. If I can, I'll, I'll explain that. Uh, but also one of my uh, first videos on the channel is I just sat down in front of my webcam and I ranted and the rant was a caution to anyone who's trying to prepare for classic wrath and thinks that just watching a video on one guide of one class thinking that that is going to be their bible of everything that they need to know is just kind of incorrect and that we need to be like super super careful with how we're consuming content and consuming information in preparation for classic wrath because so much of what we consumed for tbc was wrong and even myself i could be wrong and i try to like cover my ass as best as i can but in a lot of ways like the unknowns are just unknown and we don't know what we're going to get until we get it. Yep. And just because we think something is going to be one way because that's how it was back in the day, or we think it's going to be one way because that's how it was on a private server that we played on. Doesn't mean it's going to be either one of those ways. It could be scripted a different way um, just because that's what the Blizzard devs led, uh, landed on and they possibly don't have the capacity to fix it or change it, or that's just what we get. And so we have to be able to like hold what we're, um, receiving loosely if we hold on to this information way too tightly and tell like and you know want to have riots outside of content creators doors who told us to, uh, that warriors are going to be bad in tbc like you guys like <laughs> just relax like the they didn't tell you to not main warrior they were doing their best and we can't like hold any of this like too tightly so that's kind of like a caution uh a cautionary tale that i i try to explain to my audience as best as i can yeah but i i remember vividly saying because we had someone write in that that warrior damage was good all 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 through uh tbc prior to it coming out and i was like yes i'm pretty sure it is good everybody's saying that the encounters don't favor them like the different the different things that the bosses do don't favor them and we saw a lot of uh a lot of melee die a lot and trash and everything else, you know, leading <laughs> up. So, you know, it, it, everybody just needs to like, not just like, you know, take, take things with a grain of salt and like, look into the deeper meaning of what different content creators are saying. But, you know, content creators that do 10 minute videos, it's hard for them to really, you know, these long form things, we can get those out, but then people turn their ears off, you know, for parts of the stuff. I, like even I do when listening to podcasts. So, yeah, you know, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a thing. But so you kind of got into it a little bit about what sets your content apart from others. But anything else you want to add to that? Um, Yeah. So my content, it's definitely more geared for a um a higher end audience i'm trying to get involved in um you know monitoring the speed running scene i i think of content creators that i look up to that i really like the number one name that like always comes to mind is like sarth i like love that he does reviews on speed running and things like that um him and cricks are like always putting out uh videos that are giving tips on how to parse higher on certain bosses that kind of like mentality is like the kind of uh, stuff that i want to bring out i did one dk guide on unholy dk i absolutely love unholy dk i'm a dk one trick and it was a 12 minute guide it was like the classic youtube guide i put so many hours of work into it and it ended up like being a good guide and i'd still recommend it for people but at the end of the day like i feel like even 12 minutes wasn't enough for me to get everything across and so yeah. i decided to change it up on my next guide that i did i did a dk tanking guide 
and I just turned on the web camera and I was like, okay, I'm just doing this like my way. And my way is just like free format. I'm going to go for as long as it takes me. And I think I would, it took, a, took me about two and a half hours to get through everything. And I talked about as much as I could. It was a two-part video um, just talking about DK tanking stuff. And it felt so much better. I didn't feel like I had to spend like hours and hours in the workshop like editing this video down. And I think people who like genuinely want to know more about DK tanks like will get that stuff that they were looking for. They'll get reasonings behind talents. They'll get reasonings like... Uh, in-depth reasonings behind like a certain rotation or why like a DK is like good on a certain fight and things like that. Like that stuff is, I love that shit. And I know that there's people out there who like that too. You just hit it on the nail, at least for me. So I had never played warrior in, in classic uh, or in, in, I'd never played warrior at all. The entire time that I played, I was rogue almost exclusively through everything. I come back to classic. I want to play the master class. I looked up all these guides and so many of them told me the how I got the how all freaking day. No one told me the why and the why is what makes you a better at everything in life. I think like if you know how to do something you know how to do it but then as soon as something weird comes up or something changes comes up or you're on a boss fight you can't do your perfect rotation on. If you don't know the why, you don't know what to change up. If you know the why, you can think about it and change what you need to accordingly for that fight or that process or that anything in life. So I love the creators that do the whys. It's just, it doesn't get as many hits sometimes on YouTube. And that's why people will go to the 10, the 10, you know, the 15 minute guides. Exactly. I, I love it. Exactly. If I wanted to, you know, make a lot of money on YouTube, I would just keep pumping out like tier list after tier list after tier list over over random stuff. But those don't that's not going to wet my noodle. That's not what I want to do. That's not what I think my audience audience wants. And at the end of the day, like that's not what people need. People need like the in-depth stuff. Yeah. So you feel you're more of a teacher. Um. I never thought of myself as a teacher. Uh, I just want to share my experiences and share my thoughts. Uh, I, I remember um, back in the day, there was a group of guys who had some really good weak auras uh, for a certain boss or a certain raid and wrath, and they wouldn't share their weak auras. And we thought their weak auras were really good. And that was kind of frustrating for uh, my guild at the time. And we thought like, you know, what kind of asshole like makes like a really good week or and then just doesn't share it for competitive reasons on farm content? Like, what the heck? Like, what 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 are you like? What's the point? And I I felt like a, a shared knowledge and shared uh, experiences and shared week ors and shared resources improves the quality of everyone's experience, which raises the bar for competition. And I love that. Like the the. Think about like speedrunners when a new like strat comes out for a speed run. Like, sure, the first time that they do it, they don't want anyone to know. But as soon as they do it, everyone knows. And it it raises the level of everyone beneath them. Like everyone starts copying that that little skip that they did or that little uh change that they did on a boss fight. And I love that. I love, love, love that. And so shared knowledge should be uh more welcome in our community. And I don't want people to feel like if they are experts in something that they should stay experts in that and that they should keep all their weak cores or that sh they should 
be the only guy who knows like the one weird trick about a certain class or a certain fight or one little exploit. Like, come on, man. Like the community is better for it if we uh, collaborate together. Yeah, I think I think it just comes down to competitive nature of some of the people that are in top guilds. It's why they don't let streamers stream their PTR like they, you know, but like, honestly, if everybody was allowed to stream and everybody now, this is just my opinion. Don't beat me up. But if all of the big raids had streamers that were in there, I think the best best players would actually would actually win but maybe not the best in innovators so i think that's why they want to hide their new and fun ideas is because they know that's what that's the part of them that sets them apart from the people that are just like can just perform unbelievably so absolutely i i get it and i don't like it but at the same time i do get it yeah, absolutely. And I think for one week that that stuff is great. And for progression, for race to world first, things like that, like absolutely like hide everything that you possibly can to win that competition. Um, but I'm not going to if someone wants to learn how to play Feral Druid because I play Feral Druid on TBC, I'm going to tell them everything I possibly know. And if they end up parsing and performing better than me, then so what? They win. They're the better player at the end of the day. Yep. Yep, I do. I've done the same thing within Guild forever, and now whenever I stream on Twitch, if anybody asks me different questions, like, and you know, if they become better than me, my group becomes better. You know, yeah. like, and I guess now I just, I I just like to help people. So I'm guessing like that's your same type of deal. Like, and I just like to geek out about things that I've learned. Absolutely. All right. So you also stream now too. Uh, well, you streamed before, but now you stream for an audience. Uh, yeah, sort of. I'm not the best or the most reliable streamer. I definitely consider myself more of a YouTube video or YouTube content creator. Uh, but I am on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash R-U-G-S-Z for anyone listening. But I tend to only turn on uh, the stream when I have a raid coming up or if I'm doing something. It's hard for me to just like at the end of the day, turn on the camera, turn on the stream and like find something to do just for fun. Um, <laughs> I, I struggle with that. That's not really my niche. So uh, I'm much more of like, I'm going to sit on Discord, answer people's questions, or just make a video kind of guy. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious because I actually made a like an intro video on, on my tr channel that says, I'm not a streamer. I'm a podcaster that sometimes streams. <laughs> yes. Because like... I mean, I think my favorite streams, too, are the ones I turn on during the day and just talk to people about different things that come up that have happened while I'm just putzing around doing farming stuff and stuff like that. They're doing some arenas, some BGs. I honestly, like people enjoy me streaming raids, but like I, I have to continue to keep getting better at like keeping my focus on the raid purely. And only talking to chat, you know, when I can, because it's a, it's, you know, I've made multiple mistakes in the past where I wouldn't have made that mistake had I just not been talking to chat. And so that's the thing that like, really, I struggle with and have to like, get better at. I literally have on my stream, this little uh, text frame that says not the best at 
uh, talking to chat during raid. And I turn it on every time I'm in a raid. <laughs> it's just, I should it's do that. Rude. I, I have such a hard time looking at my chat. I'm terrible for it. If you're looking for an entertainer, I'm not it. I am definitely not it, but <laughs> I, I try to answer and I try to like talk with my chat as much as I can, but I'm so bad at it. Yeah. I, I, and I just like, I look at people like Sal Dally with just like, wow, how do you do that, dude? Like, yeah, he's, he's just unreal. Just answering questions while he's just pumping at the top of the meters. And I'm just sitting there going, and I play warlock and I can't do that. Like, I'm like I really got to be in one or the other, so I definitely get it. And I don't even know if I'm going to keep streaming my my raids, but either that or just like hide chat during the raid and just be like, you guys can chat amongst yourselves if you want to. But uh, yeah, what's that guy? It's so Sal Dally. It's amazing that he does that while like performing really well. But the, what's that one guy? I think his name is uh, the real Esquire or something, and he does like the mage farms. Uh-huh. He literally streams himself like running people through during like mage boosts. Like, how do you make that entertaining? Why are hundreds of people watching you do this? It's crazy. He's like he's 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 got a great voice too. Like that 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 <laughs> voice is like out of this world. But yeah, I, I I have no idea. Like that the mage farming stuff. I did it in vanilla, but. I had like aspirations of like doing the whole Moradon poll. No, I could not do that. Like I could do, you know, uh, uh, by the end of it, I could do, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, library, not library, the, uh, cathedral in Scarlet monastery, but that was easy mode compared to Moradon. Like Moradon mm-hmm. was like an 11 minute pull. You can mess mm-hmm. up multiple times. I just, yeah. So I don't know how people like that do that and still just keep talking about all kinds of other stuff while they're doing it. That's the major, uh, major, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's impressive. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Multitasking. That's yes. what I'm looking for. So then a typical stream then would just be you raiding, then, huh? Yeah. It's typically just a, a raid log stream. Um, I'm not, uh, not going to be able to provide much more than that, to be completely honest. I'll just randomly turn it on every now and then for a ZA or something, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Well, well I was just I was curious. Do you ever stream any other games? Because I, I, I see you playing other games like Overwatch and, and stuff like that. Do you ever stream that? Um, I've never streamed Overwatch, although I do kind of love it. I've been kind of getting back into it with the Overwatch 2 beta. Same. It was a same. lot of fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, and I'm not a good shooter, but damn, that's been a ton of fun. And I do play a lot of League of Legends, or at least I used to. Um, sometimes, like depending on the season of WoW or the phase of, that we're in, if I can raid log a lot, I'm probably going to play more League of Legends. If I can't raid log and I have to farm and play a ton, I'm playing a lot less LOL. Um, but yeah, I'll occasionally stream that uh, with some buddies of mine. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, hopefully people can enjoy that. What's uh, What are your plans going forward with con- with content like i know you and scotty just like this this would be just one piece of your content but scotty told me mm-hmm. that you planned on the dalaran sewers podcast to just be a mini series of like 10 to 12 episodes maybe even up to 15 yeah but do you think there you could ever be talked into maybe just doing a week by week one where you guys just talk like 
you know, don't educate people. Just do what we do on the show. Just talk about your experiences that week, some news and, you know, have guests on to, you know, like, have you ever thought about keeping it going? Cause I love podcasts and there's just not enough good classic podcasts. There really isn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's out of the question. Although right now, um, because, and call me a millennial, I'm super noncommittal. Uh, so the idea of only doing, you know, 12 podcasts, 16 podcasts and being done, it sounds great. There's a finish line. Love that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I probably could. I, I, I'm with you, though. I love uh, podcast formats. Uh, I've kind of gone in waves in terms of uh, when I listen to WoW podcasts more. And it just depends on like what work I'm doing at the time. But uh, there's there have been some great ones and they're all casual. All the ones that I've loved have just been people sharing like what they've done in the past week and uh, talking about the new raid that just came out, what their guild is struggling on. Like, I don't know why, but I've loved that. Loved that kind of style. Yeah, I mean, and that's what that's what you know. You talk about you, you know, your content on YouTube caters to the like the real high end. Like our podcast really doesn't cater to the high end, even though we have big brains that come on. We oftentimes, you know, I'll like somebody will say something and I'll dub it down or I'll ask for clarification. Like I think when I came on you and 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 Scotty's show, I asked about scripting because I guarantee you, there's a ton of people listening don't know what scripting is, you know, and right. just to like answer that type of question for him. Like I, like I'm always fine. I'll ask so many questions that I know the answer to even in raid, just so other people don't have to ask and they can finally get the knowledge and just, you know, some of the stuff like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that some people just want to hear people shooting the shit about wow. And Sometimes they don't care if it's guys or I'm not. They just want to hear how you felt about it. You know, I could be wrong, but our show's gotten pretty popular just doing that. So I think you and Scotty are a great duo of a, you know, two, like a two host cast. So I think it could be fun. It doesn't have yeah. to be long either. It could be just short and sweet. Well, I definitely think so. Just for your podcast, there's still people out there who are, the same audience as me that listen to you like just because they they are high level doesn't mean they want don't want to listen to the casual podcast like oh. because they're there for a reason they're obsessed with the video game and when i you know go out for a ride in my car if i'm driving somewhere for work or if i just if i know i'm about to have an hour-long drive you bet your ass i'm pulling up a wow pod and i'm gonna listen to it and i don't care what they talk about i'm addicted and i gotta listen to more of it and i don't yep. care what they're talking about i'm well, listening and we've had so many people that send us in like that, you know, that are just way better than us, like, like rating wise, but they love to hear like what a semi-casual, semi-hardcore guild goes through, you know, and they just love to hear that because they go in and they bust through everything right off the bat, you know, and they, they don't see the other side because Oftentimes people don't broadcast that or they're embarrassed to, or, you know, yada, yada, yada. But it's, we've gotten so many, we've gotten so much help from different, uh, different people that are better than us helping us out with like, Hey, you know, in this encounter, you could have done this. And we're like, Oh, we're going to try that next week. Nice call. You know? And so it's definitely been interesting, but uh, what about other, like, what about other 
plans for content besides that going forward? You, it sounds like you're not like interested in really becoming streamer guy, but YouTube content going forward. What's your plans? Um, I'm definitely so I'm focused on PVE content for Wrath. I get a lot of people asking me like to do a PVP thing or talk about arena comps and uh, leveling or gold farming. And, you know, truthfully, like at the end of the day, like that's not my specialty. It's not what I'm good at. And I'm not going to pretend to be good at it. Like where my bread and butter is and where my knowledge lies is with PVE rating. And so I'm going to always try to focus and lean on that heavily. Um, I did a mini series for a while that I should probably pick back up. It was questions with rugs and I would literally just take questions from my comments or dms or on my discord and just or on twitch chat and just collect them i watched answer all of them yeah i watched a, f- a few of those <laughs> i need to do that again um that's that's great content it's good for me to scratch that itch because i get to talk about the thing that i love which is wrath again and people get their questions answered it's a win-win um i'll do more discussion style format videos like i did for the dk tank the next one that i'll do will be for frost dk um again that one could be 45 minutes it could be three hours i don't know how long it'll be i'm just going to turn the camera on i'll turn twitch chat on if anyone wants to jump in and ask me any question during it go for it and then i'll put the whole thing on youtube later and that can be it can be a guide for people or it can just be like a way for you to learn about the class even if you don't play it um all the ins and outs uh, for that and i'll do some other things like i'll for sure do a feral druid guide uh for wrath but I'm not going to do a guide on every single class in spec because I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on every single class in spec. That, I'm not. I'm only going to do things that I like either know a decent amount on or I have an expert in my back pocket who is literally going to feed me a script and feed me a, a guide to present to the world. Um, so that's kind of where my content will be uh, leading up for Classic Wrath. And I'll continue to p- probably make some videos here and there like just that will just come up out of nowhere, like the Wowhead interview with uh, um, Brian Birmingham is the yeah. same, right? Yep. Um, I I did a bit of a reaction to that, um, posted that too. So you you'll get every Ooh, little I'm gonna bit have to of everything. Check that out. Channel. I haven't seen that yet. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, good. You know, you might find some some new stuff. But uh, yeah, where do they follow you on YouTube, just so they can make sure to find you? Um, my YouTube name is VS. That's it. Right. Um, anything. If you type in Rugs Wrath, you'll probably find me. Yep, but Rugs, W O L W O T K. Oh my God, that's L K. King, and, uh, yeah, that was that was horrible. That was horrible. I tried, but yeah, if you it's not t- as easy to plug YouTube. It's not like a Twitch.tv slash or like a subreddit. YouTube is. Well, you can't have a good like hand. You What's should a good be handle for this. Well, you should be big enough now to choose your uh, your custom handle. Oh, you, shit, dude. You need 1000 uh, subs to choose your custom one and then you can choose it. And then it's YouTube.com slash whatever you make it. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah you should I definitely do, do that. This. I was wondering if you had it because I went to get uh, your stuff. I should have asked you. I went to get your stuff to post in the show notes of the last show and i didn't see a custom uh url yet but it's it's in there if you google just custom url youtube it'll tell you exactly where to go uh to set it up um and it's and it's pretty it's pretty easy interesting yeah so you okay s- i just did it nice all right so while you were talking i figured it out <laughs> 
What is it then? It is uh, R-U-G-S-Z. Uh, All right. YouTube.com slash C slash R-U-G-S-Z. Awesome. That's well, me. And just so everybody knows, you don't have to do the slash slash C slash. It just oh, okay, puts, cool. Yeah, it puts that in there for some reason, but you don't have to do it. Um, all right, cool. Well, then now, see, you taught <laughs> me how, one. well, you taught me how to do the uh, pictures and the thumbnails just a uh, few uh, weeks back. So I got to, I got to, I got to repay you. That's awesome. Oh, man. Thank you. I feel like uh, you're the young one now and I'm the boomer. <laughs> well, <laughs> The truth is, is that once you think you know it all in anything in life, you've lost the game. No matter if it's from, you can learn from anyone, young, old, as soon as you think you know it all, you've lost because there's always people to learn from. That's just Absolutely. my thoughts, but yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Well, that was a good interview, but we want to hear how things went in Sunwell for you. Ooh, Sunwolf was great. So we actually had to do two raid days. Um, we were trying to one night clear, but over the span of four hours, we uh, killed Muru on our last attempt, uh, which was great. Nice. It, it felt awesome. Um, it was That's a really a tough good one. raid. It was a tough one. Yeah, it's a it tough was for one. sure tough. And so, OK, I play feral and I've I've been saying that throughout the interview, but I'm a feral DPS at heart. I don't like tanking, Bob. I hate I, it. I don't either. And people around me don't want me to tank because I'm a maniac when I tank. If I'm tanking, I'm like, I'm fucking blazing ahead. And I, I'm doing everything I can to get me out of here as fast as I can. Um, anyway, I hate tanking. And I had to tank on Muru. And that's a big, it's a big job, you know? Oh, I was yeah. pretty nervous going into it. I didn't do any PTRing. Uh, but it went great, you know? It went pretty good. Um, so, yeah, we cleared up to Muru the next day. Uh, we went in to kill Jaden. I think we killed him in like three or four attempts. And they had me piloting dragons, uh, which was awful, awful. I wouldn't recommend it to my worst enemy. I'd never want to pilot dragons ever again. It was terrible. It was so not fun. I hated every minute of it, knowing that if I wasn't doing it, I would probably be topping DPS meters. So wouldn't recommend it. But we killed kill Jaden and we got a full clear in. Um, I think a total time spent rating was probably close to four and a half to five hours, something like that. So it was a great, great week. That's, that, that's impressive. Uh, Varg got, uh, ended up, I'm sure Mel will be talking about earlier on this show, but Varg ended up getting, uh, did their first full raid night and ended up getting three bosses down. So hell yeah. Yeah. Much better than the, our, our first push at the one, the one boss. So it's like, Sunwell is the difficulty is great. And if I may for a second kind of go a little bit off topic, but yep, Sunwell yep. to me, and I feel like I could make a whole damn video about this. Sunwell feels in terms of the challenge. Great, like a great expectation of how you should be preparing mentally for Old War. And Old War is way more bosses than Sunwell and has a lot more trash than Sunwell. The one thing Sunwell has going for it is when you wipe, it's usually pretty easy to get back to the boss, especially with their, you know, little teleport skips. Um, Old War is going to be really, really hard for people. I always try to, like, emphasize, like, do not sleep on Old War just because Nax is like a walk in the park. Old War is really difficult. Be prepared, mentally prepared for that. And I think Sunwell is mentally preparing people for that. So I, I applaud Blizzard for shipping us out like this raid that is in the state that it is because it's it's been a really good challenge it's awesome it's awesome whoop all right 
Well, uh, we're gonna this is probably gonna cut back in on the normal show to us saying goodbye for the last episode. If you're listening on audio, and if you're listening on Twitch or on YouTube, this will just be the end of the show. So, rugs, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash R-U-G-S-Z. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash R-U-G-S-Z. And uh, I have a Discord link in all of my YouTube videos if you want to find me in my Discord, too. Awesome, awesome. And you you can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. Or on Twitch at blazin Bob. So we'll uh, let you get back to what you're doing, Rugs, and back to the show. Can I talk about something real fast? Oh, shit, I just wanted to ask it. people this like wowup.io no longer syncing with CurseForge. Is this how like annoyed anybody else? Oh, yeah, that has annoyed me. Yeah, so do I have to switch to CurseForge now? I think so. I don't I, even I know your options at this point. If you want it I'm automated and easy the at the here? moment, I think so. There's like a lot of add-ons that do have the wow up versions, but I don't know. I should do it manually. Yeah, it but might be easier. Yeah. Press the update button. Might be more of a pain than it's worth. It's kind of a bummer. Hopefully, they catch up. I'll switch back. I promise. As soon as you can give me everything, Curse does. But I need that ease and that quick. Like I have too many add-ons to like mess with it myself. Yeah. It sounds like someone in chat saying there's a new curse for that's separate from Overwolf, which is probably the way to go. Oh, because I think yeah. I should check that out. Mm, yeah, Overwolf is yeah pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah, I have it all shut off when yeah. I click it off, but still. I just noticed, like, I went to my add-ons, and there were so many that were like not active, and I was like, "What's happening? Why is it? Why are these not?" It's fine. Yeah. <sighs> The right. auction house add-on stopped working, and I just stopped using the auction house. Oh no! UI so bad. I'm just not going to use it until it works <laughs> again. You're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I don't need anything really. Right. <laughs> I'm going to close this out. All right, so we're back from the interview with Rugs. Thank you for taking the time to come back on the show to do that because we ran out of time last week when you were on. So thanks for that, and. uh we're going to get out of here. Uh, Mel, where can we find... Oh, no, sorry. How can you help the podcast? Ratings and reviews. We're out of re reviews. We need those on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Uh, we need uh, stars on Spotify. Unfortunately, you can't leave a review, but you can leave a star, which definitely does help uh, get us seen, you know, in searches and everything else. Um, if you want to send us anything longer then what would fit in a review, you can do so by e emailing to wcrpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to join the Mash Those 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 Buttons Discord and interact with us as hosts or uh, anybody else on the Mash network, it's mash.gg slash discord. Um, yeah, and that's, uh, that's about it for that. Mel, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mel Overwatch. I did figure out how to change my Twitter's been too lazy to do it. That seems like a lot of work. And I have to <laughs> say something different here. So um yeah, that's where you can find me. Or on Benediction on Mel Arena. Okay, fair. And Duratosaur, where can we find you? 
Uh, you can find me mostly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Duranosaur, D-U-R-A-N-A-S-A-U-R, uh, or at Duranosaur24 on Twitter. Well, in YouTube, you started doing a news bulletin uh, yes. recently. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, still a very a fledgling YouTuber, but I've been trying to do these like very like quick news segments where I just update people on what's going on in classic WoW, both like TBC, SOM and wrath news and trying to, uh, include as much memory as I can, uh, <laughs> to the actual, like useful information just to be, just for some like quick fun. So yeah, if you want to find me on YouTube, I think it's just, you search Duranosaur on YouTube. You should find me. Awesome. Awesome. And Willie, where can we find you? Uh, YouTube mainly just will E. uh, simple enough name and uh twitter at mmo will e that's w-i-l-l-e that's the one yep yep and you can find me on twitter at blazon underscore bob that's b-l-a-z-z-i-n underscore b-o-b you can also find me on twitch sometimes uh at twitch.tv slash blazon bob all right let's get out of here guys Roger. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 